2: visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews columns opinions and updates across the world of wrestling
0: what
3: do you guys want to talk about
1: You are listening to The Flagship Podcast with your host,
3: Joe Lanza.
2: If this story was any good, maybe you people would understand it. You don't even understand the story. It's all, it only goes over everybody's head. How great can it be? Maybe they need to talk more during these matches. Rich Crage.
3: This is my entire life's goal is to be a WWE superstar. And now I am the NXT women's champion. You can take that. If you want that, (laughs) great. Good for you. I want him to have talking about getting Roadhead. You know what I mean? Like that's what I want out of my wrestling. Call me old-fashioned, Joe. And we are live on the flagship podcast. I am Rich. He is Joe. Joe, what's happening? How are you?
2: I would assume that those uh Impact Wrestling and New Japan on Axis numbers are going to go way up this week. Now that we're not going head to head, it's going to help them a lot. Those two shows, yeah, it's
3: going to help them a lot. Uh, even if we had to do it on uh, a Wednesday, which if we had to adjust this week, uh, you know, Dynamite now has a very good chance to go to get to a million viewers this week. So congratulations to them ahead of time. Uh, the problem
2: yeah. is when we go on Wednesday, Tony Khan DMs us and is like, "Bro, what are you doing?" Yeah, he's kind of—I like, mean, he, I get it. He's—he's
3: he's, he's upset. He's you upset, know? and and recent recent ratings do reflect that. I—I don't—I don't, uh, I don't have the chart in front of me, but I think any time a flagship is on a Wednesday, you could definitely see uh, a precipitous fall for 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 Dynamite. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's created annoyed, a lot of tension. It's a lot of—it's t- you know? created a lot of tension, a lot of you know uneasy feelings between the the two of us. So that's good, or the three <laughs> of us, I should say. So
2: you, you got uh, that right. But yeah, <laughs> and then you know. And then now, tonight, we get to uh, damage the NXT brand. Oh,
3: that's right. Oh, yeah. Is it their spring break-in right. show? Is it spring break-in this week or is it spring break-in it is, next week? I love how they have is, this spring break <laughs> theme show weeks after everyone is done with spring break. Everybody is done with spring break. Nobody is still spring breaking at this point.
2: Spring break is ages ago. <laughs> like, spring break. Who is still on spring break? Joe, are your children done with their spring break? No, you know, you know, the easiest way if you don't have kids in school or if you're not in school yourself, the easiest way to tell when spring break is, is the first week of the NCAA tournament. They do it then because, well, there's no class. So all these guys can go play in this fucking tournament. That was like a month ago, more than a month ago. How long ago was that? <laughs> Quite a while ago. I mean, it was March spring?
3: Madness and it's April 11th. So I'll tell you that it's, it's been a while spring breaking with the apostrophe on the <laughs> right, so, hip it's cool have you seen the logo it's really cool let me tell you oh, so cool, it's man. radical man yeah. it is so tubular let me tell you that
2: you're very you're right very 80s inspired it's uh rad oh, I, oh shit is rad short for radical did we just put that together here uh,
3: on the who's we you got a mouse in your pocket no of course it is yeah
2: i just i just figured that out <laughs> congratulations right here tonight Welcome. on the flagship um so expect a bad number for NXT spring breaking uh, MLW in the mud. Sorry, undergrounds oh, uh, no. tonight, tonight you suffer. Is this it for them and or they are? Uh, oh, no,
3: they're back. They're back. Right. I was going to say, this is it. Their final, their 10th and final episode, but they're back on the schedule. If I remember correctly, is that, is that right? told
2: that they're, we are told that I believe the latest is that they are airing through May. Oh, so, good. Oh, good. A stay of execution. <laughs> Do, they that have would give them
3: what? Do they have content to go through May or no?
2: what's that six or seven more shows I guess
3: uh, it'd be, yeah this week yeah yeah we yeah, right around there yeah
2: and then I guess we'll find out you yeah. know let's play it by year um and and of course Rich uh NWA power also oh. should take a big hit tonight <laughs> going head to head with the uh powerhouse that is the uh that is the flagship um I know we're doing the NWA later <laughs> but we have, to, <laughs> we, we have to address this so Tonight's NWA Power. Now, they did the tapings on Saturday. Saturday, correct. They did an afternoon session and a night session, correct?
3: Uh, Yeah. Uh, Something. Yeah. 2 p.m., 5 p.m., somewhere around that range. Both of them sold out, by the way. Or, or, well, I guess we could touch on it later. Uh, Sold out as far as you cannot buy tickets. Whether that means they sold every ticket in the building, that's a different. Definition, but they were effectively sold. If I wanted to buy tickets to go to the Saturday 2 p.m., I could not do that. That that was out. That that was out of the question. Could not do that. So yes, two. It was something, it was something like 2 p.m. or 5 p.m. It's just somewhere around there. But yes, on Saturday they they did two different taping sessions uh, to get them through these uh, this run of power.
2: Inexplicably sold out. Now, despite the fact that they did a double header taping session on Saturday. Tonight's power is three matches from the pay per view on Friday. Now, I know what you're probably thinking, right?
3: Perfect. Oh my God, exactly. Because I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking what you're thinking, and the listeners, uh, <laughs> not none, none of our listeners are actually following the interview anymore. We're the only ones doing it. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting what you're putting down here is that there was an issue with the pay per view on Friday where several matches. Three to be exact. Three, fact. Is it th- yes. one, two, three? Okay, all right. So three matches did not air properly for those that that put down the forty dollars on VoicesOfWrestling.com slash fight to watch NWA three one two. And you're telling me they're airing three shows or three matches from the pay per view on today's NWA Power Show? That's just good business. Good on Billy Corrigan, right. B- pa- William Patrick Corrigan. Great on the NWA. That's just smart. Three matches people can't see. Go see it for free on power because of the issue. Love it. Great.
2: Yeah, we're in a little make good. Yeah, that's that's good. good. That's
3: how you do good business. That's how you sell out a Friday night pay-per-view and two tapings the day after from Highland Park Studio Events 1 LLC or whatever it was called. That's
2: how you do it. So at Billy said, you know what? Because you didn't get to see it on Friday night. I'm giving you Bully Ray Tom Latimer. I'm giving you La Rebellion versus Dak Draper and Mim's. For the tag team for the world tag team championship and you know what i'm gonna give you camille brick i don't think they call her that camille versus la rosa negra for the nwa world women's title because you the loyal paying customer did not get to see those matches due to transmission issues on friday uh rich if you thought that though yeah
3: I, and i do well I don't know why you're. Well, here's. I don't know, why you're prefacing that way. That's how it is. You said there was three matches. Because, that the and Now there's three matches on Power for free right now. Well,
2: that's because you're wrong, Rich Cretch. Oh. Those aren't the three matches from the pay per view that are airing for free on oh. Power tonight. Okay. Hmm. If you turn on NWA Power tonight, I don't know why you would go and head to head with the flagship. But if you did do that, if you have a second, if you're se- if you're dual
3: monitoring, maybe you know what I mean. If
2: it, that that potentially makes sense. Yeah. Maybe watch them later. You know. Uh, here's what you will be getting. Kratos versus Yabo the Clown. You will be getting a battle royal and you will be getting <laughs> I can't
3: believe they're going to show that to more people. <laughs> no, nobody else needs to see that battle royal ever. We saw it. That's good. Nobody else. But OK, so we're showing the battle royal uh, J.R. Kratos versus Yabo the Clown, which was was uh, fun. I'll, I'll say that I, I, I enjoyed that match, but go on. Surely one of those getting... three matches that didn't air is showing up on power, right?
2: Well, those were, uh, no, no. Those no. were both pay-per-view matches that aired in full on yeah, Friday Yeah, but night. there's
3: still one more match and, uh, that, that you haven't announced yet, and surely that's one of the few that did not appear.
2: Right, maybe the standout of those three. To, right, to Camille. Tell- I
3: think a lot of people wanted to see the Camille match. We've talked about it uh, at length and, yeah. in last week's preview. You know she's one of the best women's wrestlers uh, going right now. A, a bona fide star in that company, held the title for many, many, you know, hell, it's a year plus at this point. So yeah, it makes all the sense in the world that they would show that match. So that's good. Oh, yeah, Again, good business, great business out of William Patrick Corbin, Let me tell you. And
2: you you want to tell, and you want to tell people, look, this is the kind of action you're going to miss out on if you don't plunk down your twenty seven ninety nine. Okay, this is the kind of action right here you're going to miss out on. But no, you'd be wrong. It oh. Still isn't any of those three matches. The third match to airing tonight is actually from the pre-show.
3: Oh, that aired that aired for favorite. free on YouTube.
2: That aired that already aired for free on YouTube and aired on the same YouTube channel that it will be airing on tonight. And that would be Gags the Gimp versus Sal the Pal in a hair versus mask strap match, the second hair versus mask match that these two men have had. And yes, Rich, the second of which, where neither man lost a mask or their hair.
3: <laughs> no, come on. We're still kicking the can down the road on the hair versus mask? When
2: you have a feud... <laughs> I, I get it, it's
3: lighting the territory up like this. You can't, you know, I get it.
2: Okay, and you've got Gags the Gimp and Sal the Pal tearing up the territory like this. You, you gotta milk this for all it's worth, so... Uh, got to no, hit all the towns. They're, they're going to Winston-Salem
3: yeah. in, in, in uh, June or whatever for the Crockett Cup. Obviously, that's a crowd that's been right. dying to get you know the, the, the big blow-up hey, here.
2: I'm wearing my Crockett Cup 2022 t-shirt right now <laughs> as we speak. Yes. I am wearing it.
3: Did they ever get your size, or did they just send you a shirt and hope that it's the right size?
2: No, I requested a size, and I got the proper size. Okay. Great. I, I, I wasn't it's
3: sure. It. I wasn't sure if they just sent you a random size and said, all right, here, pal, there now, you go.
2: Kyle Durden slash Kyle Davis was right on top of that. And he sent this out to me and um, I'm wearing it right now. And if we were one of those dopey video podcast, why do I need to see people's faces when they're doing a podcast? I, do, I don't I get never it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But, uh, not, it's, we and, and those, for people
3: that are going to think about asking it. Never. I I, I never, never the answer's never. ever on the yeah. flagship. Will you ever get that um, ever?
2: Right? No, that's never going to happen. You're lucky. I'm wearing anything. Let alone
3: the t-shirt. <laughs> right, right.
2: Um, so, so I'm
3: like scratching my yeah, balls right I mean, now. I'm picking my nose and petting my dog. Yeah, you don't want you don't want any part of this. You don't want to see this.
2: So spoiler alert: nobody loses a mask or their hair again.
3: Okay. No.
2: Uh, in, in the strap <laughs> ah, well, match, the was in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no payoff again, and they're giving it to you again on uh, for free on YouTube. What a perplexing little company this is! It's right. It's why we must it's, study uh, it.
3: People will say, "Oh, why do you guys talk about the NWA still?" What? Well, first off, if we didn't, literally nobody else would. Okay. So,
2: uh, yeah, and second of all, where else are you going to watch gags? The game. <laughs> right. Of we must study okay. this.
3: We must we, study this. It it again, like you know, and we all, all jokes aside about the sellouts. Like it didn't. It wasn't a full building. Uh, I'll say, but but they they would not allow you to purchase tickets anymore. So so for whatever that is worth, um. It, there are people that watch people the show
2: to this. Like what's what, why wasn't, well, there were reports, saying-
3: there were reports from numerous people that were at the building, that there was like a lot of empty seats, that there was a lot of empty rows. Like it felt like they probably could have fit more people in there if they, if they wanted to. And that there were, you know, a few sections or something that were, were, were pretty empty. And I, I don't know, again, that could possibly be people that bought tickets that didn't show up or people that bought tickets and just couldn't make it or whatever. I don't know what that is, but I did know a few people were like, well, you know, how, how sold out were these shows truly, but they didn't, you know, that that'd be truly awful business if you don't sell as many tickets as you possibly can sell and and, and don't allow people to purchase tickets. Like, I don't know why you would do that if you're if you're the NWA as 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 weird as that company is like, you, you're still going to take people's 20 bucks if they want to give it to you. I, I, hold so.
2: on. Hold on. I, I, hold on a second. You're telling me. I have to think that those tickets were bought. Because why would you? intentionally now look i i have proof they could have sold more tickets because you would have went the reason you didn't go is because you thought it was sold out
3: right well i I, said i tried to buy tickets and it said sold out so i could not buy tickets
2: then you were like all right well i guess i'm not going right and i'm sure you weren't the only person in that position there weren't many more (laughs) There (laughs)
3: there were probably some other people for sure
2: But, okay, if you're going to just say it's a sellout so you can puff your chest, why not just keep the tickets on sale anyway? Like, what's the difference if you're lying? Right? Like, would Billy Corgan be the first wrestling promoter to lie about a sellout? No. If that were the case? Certainly not. So it's like... He'd be one of the first to turn away
3: people's money, though. And that's that's where it it comes.
2: That's why I can't buy it. I can't buy it. I have to think... I cannot accept that those tickets weren't purchased for those empty seats. I know it sounds silly that people just wouldn't show up after they spent 20 bucks or whatever it was, but it makes less sense that Billy would intentionally not sell the seats just so rich creche would try to buy a ticket and then come on his podcast and say, Oh shit, they're sold out all three nights. Like what's the, what's more valuable that or actually the actual value of money for selling the seats.
3: I, yeah, it, it's, it's, but I mean, it is, to be fair. And I guess people always think of the weirdest possible scenarios of the NWA because they are the weirdest possible company. And, and, but again, like if we didn't do this and if we didn't study this company, nobody else would. Nobody else would. And it would be lost to time. These shows would be existing in, in, in a vacuum and, and you people wouldn't know about it. You wouldn't know about the 26 man battle royal, you know? Not 25, not 20, 26 man battle royal, right? That's right. Where else are you going to get that? Who, who else? Who else is talking about the Bob Luce Memorial twenty-six man Battle Royal this week on their show? They're reviewing Raw for the third time. They're talking about SmackDown. Right. They'll review Dynamite. Maybe they'll touch on Ring of Honor a little bit. They'll review Spring Break In of NXT or whatever.
2: And they'll probably make sponsor money. But yes, the point yes, here but, is, <laughs> but. <laughs> But we, we will cover it all. <laughs> We're
3: going to give it uh, all. 26-man battle royal. You don't want us to talk about a 26-man battle royal? I, I mean, I don't want to live in that world where we can't talk about a 26-man battle royal.
2: And this that's what we call in the biz, Rich, a teaser. Because we'll be getting to that in the third hour. You're definitely going to want to stick around. Oh, for
1: sure. For, <laughs> yes. For more there.
2: NWA talk. In the uh, in I mean, the you third got EC three.
3: You got yeah. There's there's a lot to dig into with uh, NWA three one two in the in, in the third hour of this show. But uh, yeah, we're we're gonna get to a lot this week. Obviously, it is a uh, a, a Tuesday flagship, a very rare Tuesday flagship uh, because I am taking one of my uh, patented vacations on, on a Thursday. I'll be departing for Utah, so I will be out of here uh, at uh, Thursday afternoon or so. So not gonna be able to do the flagship that week. Uh, Joe, I don't know what, what you got a plan for next week yet, or you'll play it by ear as the kids say,
2: geez, you're putting me on the spot. Here. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. I have no clue. It's like almost two weeks away. I have no idea. It's certainly,
3: Well, I, I guess it's, I was gonna say it's not two weeks away, but I mean, it, it is a week and two days. So, okay. I, I, I got you. I so. don't know.
2: Maybe I'll come to work. Maybe I won't. How about that?
3: you got a blackmail. Got answer. Yeah, well, not bad. I mean, as long as you just try to get some more money out of these people while I'm gone. You know what I mean? Oh, try, try to figure out a way to rich. Uh... The,
2: rich, the on-air light is on. You know, this is my oh, mic. <laughs> the red light is on. Wait. Ooh, I'm sorry. I
3: apologize. Yeah. flagship patreoncom slash wrestling
2: My God, um, no, nah, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I always do. Multiple times a year. Um, so what are you doing in in Utah? Are you uh? Visiting some Mormons? Are you? Are you going to the Great Salt Lake? I will not be going you... to
3: the Great Salt Lake. No, I will be in the other part of the state. I'll be in uh, Southwest Utah. I, I, I'm flying into your favorite town, Las Vegas, uh, and then immediately getting the fuck out of Las Vegas and, and driving to uh, Utah from there. So then, and...
2: ah, who needs all the fun and chicanery of Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah, do you got when you can deserts drive to, when you can drive to Southwest Utah. You know, you know that's what you got. That's the move. You fly into Rob McCarran Airport
3: mm-mm, mm-mm. and Harry Wait. S. Reed Airport. Is it S? I don't know if it's S. It's Harry something Reed. Harry. Hey,
2: listen,
3: S. Reed, I believe. It- is what is M. Reed? I Harry understand- M. Reed Airport. So,
2: I understand that our good friend Rob McCarran has been canceled, but to me, it'll always be Rob McCarran Airport. Um. Why did they change the name? Did that, whoever that guy is, did he really get canceled? Is that what happened?
3: I'm not sure. We talked about this, I think, the last time I flew into Las Vegas and I I went to Death Valley uh, instead of staying in Las Vegas. Uh, I don't know. I believe he, um, I believe Pat McCarran uh, got into uh, some problems along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had, I think he didn't love all people the same as he loved some people type of stuff. So, yeah, didn't didn't go well for him. All right.
2: So now it's, uh, Harry Reid Airport. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I hope they I hope they did a lot of work on Harry Reid to make sure. You know.
2: So is this a death to the former Shake Them Ropes host, Rob McCarron jokes every time we talk about Las Vegas? Is that it? Is it over?
3: Uh no, because I, I you've done it a few times since it, it's been renamed, so nothing nothing should stop you at this point. But we don't have a good I guess you can go Robin Reed International Airport. Robin Reed obviously uh helping out with the the wrestling one oh one project and voices So you can just you could just move the joke I, if you want to. Yeah. You can still do can it. Do it's essentially the same the joke. Po-
2: the pointer is you're you're driving. You're flying into Las Vegas, yes. leaving the fun and chicanery of Las Vegas Correct. behind to go to Southwest Utah. Yes, um, where I'm sure you 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 will get into uh, the same levels of fun and chicanery as you would have. In Las Vegas, either over in uh, old Vegas, Rich as they call it on Fremont Street or, that's, or we are staying. The we are
3: we are staying in old Las Vegas on the way back. We are we are staying at old Las oh, Vegas. Oh, so you so. are
2: going to Vegas for one day, Vegas For one night. Point.
3: And that's already more than I need, but one night at least.
2: One night. what what, what is your opposition to uh adult chicanery in that, Las Vegas?
3: Loud, annoying, people. I, I got no need for it. I got no time for it. All
2: right. So I mean, I uh, do, what like do it, you have fair, time for? I, it. To
3: be fair, I do like the old law. Uh, I of the two, I do like Old Vegas a little bit more. I ha- I have stayed in both parts. I've tried to like the strip, the 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 modern strip as much as I possibly can, and I just fucking cannot stand it. So, uh, gonna try, gonna try the old Vegas uh, again. I haven't been there in, in, in quite a number of years, so I'll give it a try again and see. If I, I
2: I've been to Las Vegas multiple times where I didn't gamble a dime. You don't have to gamble, Rich. It's plenty to do. I'm not trying to gamble. No, no, I'm not.
3: I, I, I trust me. I'm not. You know me. I don't gamble at all. It's just uh, I don't know. Yeah, the big guy, I got no time. Go to, to a part. show. Listen. Yeah.
2: Go see yeah. Go see Carrot Top. What? He's phenomenal.
3: I'm going to leave Zion yeah. National Park to go to f- see fucking Carrot Top? Are you kidding? Yes. No. <laughs> no.
2: He's fantastic, the Carrot Top. Go to uh go to Absinthe. That's a, f- a phenomenal show. It's in a literal tent, in between uh, Bellagio and Caesars. Mm. Fantastic sounds show! Awesome. You'll love yeah, it. sounds great. It is. It's great. Um, I could see so the majestic the majestic
3: hoodoos in- of uh, Bryce uh, National Bryce Canyon National Park, but I'm going to go see fucking Carrot Top instead. So, okay, all right.
2: Well, I gave you another option. You don't like Carrot Top? I gave you another show <laughs> you can go to. It's
3: what you gave me—a tent. I got to go to a fucking tent.
2: That's a, that's a great show. Check the reviews. It's fantastic. I don't have time for shows. Uh, plenty to do. You know, just uh, sp- splurge a little. Get a $1,000 suite and just bang the hell out of that nurse all night long. Like, you know, you can't do that at home. Well, you could do that, but you can't do it yeah, with a $1,000 yeah, with
3: the dog. You know? It becomes tough with the dogs. and stuff. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah,
2: there you go, see? <laughs> a little room service. Yeah,
3: banging right? at the door and stuff. Yeah, it makes it a little tough. A so.
2: couple of steaks, maybe some lobster tails, you know. Get yourself a couple rhino pills on the way over, and away you go. <laughs> no, I could know? just do
3: that in, in any other uh, like I I don't have to pay a thousand dollars at a Vegas suite to do that, do I? All right.
2: Well, what's going on in Southwest Utah? Uh, that, that, you sights know and
3: sounds, hoodoos, Bryce Canyon. The uh,
2: I don't know what any of these the majestic
3: words <laughs> the majestic canyons of uh, of Zion National Park canyons. Yeah,
2: so you can be outside sweating.
3: Yes. Uh, well, eh, not really. The temperature is not that warm
2: there right now. Will you be spelunking?
3: Uh, no, as much as I would love to, we we did look at a particular cave that you could spelunk in. Uh, they are they uh, too much rain, too much rain right now. So we, will you
2: have the little helmet with the headlight on the <laughs> no, front? Unfortunately, the I will not. Yeah, I do. Well, you actually, no.
3: That? Now that you mentioned, I do have to pack that. I do have that for when we start our hikes, Joe, in the uh, early morning before the sun rises. You do need. Uh, the the headlamp as the kids call it not it won't be a hard hat with the light but it will just be a, a, a light that I put on my head so. so
2: I was right you're gonna have the little construction hat with the with no no the no, no no you said the you're whole gonna... hat I'm not gonna have the whole hat I'm I the light
3: I will not have the uh I will not have the 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 hard hat though with it
2: so it's the it's the uh, it, it this is essentially the same as spelunking you're going well, inside no. of a canyon
3: <laughs> I think right? Spel- no spelunking has a different are you aware of what splunking is or no? Do you just like the word?
2: Yeah, you go in a cave.
3: Yeah, well, a, a cave and a canyon are very different. Would you agree?
2: I mean, yeah, they're <laughs> <Okay>. different, <laughs> well, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no,
3: I'm not going into a cave. I'm, I'm going caver. into a canyon. I, I I don't know that I'm too into caves. Caves kind of, I don't know if I trust caves. Canyons are pretty good. They, they've been hollowed out for years. You're pretty good.
2: Caves? All right. I don't oh. know
3: about caves. I don't know about caves.
2: Well, good luck with that. Too many movies.
3: It. Too many bad uh, movies. Seen seen some some bad movies where people get stuck in those and stuff. So I'm I'm good. All right. Goodness yeah. spelunking. But yeah, I'll be enjoying the great outdoors of uh of southwest Utah. So some part of central. I'll I'll be up to central Utah too, but I will not be uh not be seeing Carl Malone or John Stockton or uh, Greg Ostertag or any of the uh, the fine folks of the Utah Jazz in uh, Salt Lake City. So uh, uh,
2: in- they got a bus or something that brings you to this thing? Or you got to like hike? No, you just hike. <laughs> oh, for bus, God's sake. What are you talking about? I don't know. They, well, I mean, they, there's a shuttle can't...
3: that gets you to like the beginning of the
2: hikes, but then you got to hike the rest
3: of the way. Why
2: well, don't they just bring you all the way? Like, you know, <laughs> here you are. Now you're at the canyon. Now get out. <laughs> Look around. Take your little...
3: pictures. Get back. Yeah.
2: yeah, your little headlight fucking headband and fucking, yeah, do what you got to do. Hop back in the fucking 4x4 and get out of there, right? Like, why, like, they're making you walk. Like, why can't they just take you the whole way? There's no road to this canyon? I mean, like well, this no, I
3: mean, yeah, sort of. You're kind of in the canyon when you're in the, this is hard to explain. Just look up Zion National Park on your own. I'm not going to, uh. All right, all you're you're right. technically in the canyon. Go. You're going to get around that. I'm sure so you could fly. hey, Fred, uh, come here. Yeah. <laughs> look at the beauty. <laughs> look at the. Yeah. Look at the view from Sunrise Point in Bryce Canyon. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, no, she
2: would hate that, too. You know what her first question would be? She would say, "Well, do they drive you there, or like, how do you get to the camp?" Like, she would ask the same question, and then I'd be like, "No, we got a hike." And she'd be like, "Oh, forget it. Yeah, we're not going there. No shot, you know." Uh, so, no that 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 wouldn't be a very good idea. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, do your thing, man. Do your thing. Uh, thanks for putting me on the spot for next week's uh, yeah, show. No um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that yeah that that was uh, no problem there, and uh, I guess I'll uh, you know figure something out while you're spelunking in a in a canyon. In uh, southwest Utah next week. (laughs) Well, I do.
3: For the record, I I am bringing the laptop and I am bringing the microphone because every time I go, uh, something happens to Vince McMahon. So keep an eye out for Vince. I'll tell you that. Anytime I leave the state. Uh, something happened. So I got the laptop, uh, I got the microphone. So if, if worse comes to worse and then in the midst of my spelunking in a Canyon, which I don't know if you can do, I think you can only spelunk in a Canyon in the midst of that. I will stop and uh, I, I will record a podcast for you. Uh, if, if, if something of course happens, but uh, we'll see.
2: Thank I, you aren't you going to be in the middle of nowhere. Or this doesn't sound
3: like uh, a of Yeah, be? no, I, I, we're staying in hotel. There, there's some, we're not in the middle of nowhere. Not quite as bad. When we were in Death Valley, I was in the middle of nowhere. I was I was really tr- I could not have done a podcast from where we were in, in Death Valley. I I I'm in I'm in I'll be in relative uh I won't be in full obscurity where, where I'm at. And Listen, they had they one have time- the internet. They have the internet in southwest Utah, trust me.
2: You'll have the internet. Okay. Uh one time can you go to a standard destination vacation spot? One time. Where do you
3: want to go? Florida? Yeah. Like where do you want me to go? Can,
2: can you I don't know, like Acapulco or something? Or uh Maybe like... Uh, t- what's, the, what's the approved list?
3: What's the approved list of places I can go that are standard vacation oh, right. places?
2: I give, well, I just named two. Okay, you can go to Acapulco, right? That's like... They'd give that away on game shows all the time when I was a kid. Like the <laughs> right. well, Acapulco, I, I don't think they give right?
3: it away anymore, but anyway, but...
2: They don't go to Acapulco anymore? Nah, I don't anymore. think they do anymore, no. Um, How about Gay Paris? You ever been to Paris? Uh, no,
3: Paris, no, Paris. I've never been to, to Paris. That's
2: a... You have to agree that that's a very...
3: I'm uh, good. Yeah, I'm all right.
2: You don't want to go to, nah, I'm to, go I'm to, right, to Paris? I'm right. How about Hawaii? People enjoy Hawaii. I try, we you tried to go to, to
3: Hawaii. Hawaii. We, we did try to go to Hawaii. We had a whole pl- uh, trip uh, planned to Hawaii, but we had to, we had to cancel it for various reasons. So. You had to
2: cancel the trip to Hawaii? Uh, it was what in was the midst to... of...
3: It, we tried to do it in 2021 when COVID was still kind of a thing, and especially in Hawaii, it was kind of very much a thing. And uh, wow. the, the week or two before we were going to go, like the... I want to say the governor of Hawaii was like, hey, we love that people come and visit, but like you're taking up all of our hospitals, so can you not come to Hawaii? So we felt bad, her as a nurse, obviously, dealing with COVID people, so we were like, hey, you know what, maybe let's just not go to Hawaii. So We went to Portland. Does Portland count? That's a normal place. Who vacations to Portland? <laughs> well, we, did, well, we, had, we did all the national parks around there and spent a couple days in, in lovely Portland.
2: What the hell are you doing? Are you going to an Antifa rally or something? What you Portland? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that doesn't sound like a, a hot vacation spot. Honestly, though, I can't think of any other hot vacation spots. I'm racking my brain. I was going to say, Mr. Vacation
3: know. Boy over there, where, where would you go?
2: Like, where do people go? I don't know. You, know you where tell me. You know where people go, Rich? You know where they go? Florida. They go to Vegas. Oh, okay. They well, go to Vegas, but then they don't drive to Southwest <laughs> Utah when they get to
3: They don't Vegas. go to Death Valley. That's, they don't check yeah. into the Harry Reid Airport, go right to Enterprise and get the fuck out of there as quick as possible, drive three hours immediately after their flight to get out of it. No? Okay.
2: How About the Poconos, why don't you go? To the the Poconos?
3: Poconos. I don't think anybody goes to the Poconos anymore, do they?
2: I don't. I, you're asking me. I don't go anywhere. People don't go to the Poconos anymore. Uh,
3: I, no, I don't think so.
2: All right. See, then I really don't the know. Um, don't how about go... all right? How about how about Cape Cod? Cape Cod. Go to Cape, Cape Cod. Cod.
3: Yeah, I don't go really to really the East Coast. I, I guess at one of these points, I need to go to the East Coast. So.
2: So uh, that that's like a uh, like. A, how about Nantucket? That's another <laughs> Nantucket. one, right? <laughs> Go to Nantucket, right? Uh, <laughs>
3: like a, your resort towns are just exclusively like 1973 Like as you're thumbing the, through the pages of like Sports about, Illustrated. <laughs> it's like, come to the Poconos. <laughs> Like I'm on
2: a roll now. How about Myrtle Beach? Myrtle Beach. I've, to been, Myrtle to I've Myrtle
3: Beach. been to Myrtle Beach.
2: I've been to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> there you, <come>. you <laughs> I go. In, I used to go to you, South Carolina all the time. I have been there. How about uh, South Padre Island? Now I'm just naming like spring break spots. Now you're just going
3: right? WCW Spring Break. I've never been to South Padre Island. No. No, Ricky South Rackman Padre and I never Island. no. I never went and saw Ricky Rackman in the in the in, in World Championship Wrestling at South Padre Island or no. Or uh or Club Lavella in uh wherever the hell that was. So
2: Well you enjoy the outdoors, so Uh, Wouldn't a popular spot be uh, the Grand Canyon? Would
3: that be? Uh, Yeah, we thought about doing the Grand Canyon at this one, but that's like the two. That's too basic of a one. You know what I mean? Because you named it, that lets me know that it's not a cool place to go. You know, it's like where you would go if you're like, "We got to go see the great outdoors. Let's go to the Grand Canyon." You know what I mean? That that no, no Grand Canyon for me. Too far away. I bet you
2: go to. Well, yeah. Wait, hold on. on. Wait, 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 wait.
3: So I'm going to like very much, very, very nice places with canyons, and you're telling me. I need to go to the Grand Canyon, another national well, park. That's
2: the, well, th- that's inarguably the top canyon, right? You got the
3: Yellowstone Canyon might have some. Uh, I don't know. The Yellowstone Canyon might have it's a,
2: either the Grand. It's either the Grand Canyon or Christie Canyon. There's only two choices here. Okay, those are the two top canyons, and uh, I won't accept any <laughs> other argument. Uh,
3: People feverishly googling that right now. Maybe maybe not on the work computer. But.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'm, I'm. Oh, how about beautiful Atlantic City? New oh, California? Atlantic
3: City! You know, never I'm had out. the chance to go to Atlantic City, but uh, is GCW running there this weekend? Because uh, I can cancel, just go there instead. So,
2: uh, yeah, all the way they run uh, Showboat yeah, all the way to yeah. the boardwalk.
3: Yeah, just, I, I've lo- I've done a Google Maps of it and been like, oh, <laughs> all right.
2: <laughs> just keep walking as <laughs> yeah. far as you can go on the boardwalk until you get to showboat, and if game changer's running, keep walking. Just walk right into the ocean, and just, just you know, keep going, and you'll be better off than, than watching the show, more than likely. Uh, I'm out of vacation spots. I don't know. Um,
3: I, th- I thought you were going to say Mount about- Rushmore, which fucking stinks. I've been to Mount Rushmore. Don't go. The worst
2: how about some skiing in lake tahoe oh we're gonna be not about far about from that? lake
3: tahoe i'm not i'm not a skier though i'm not a skier though would you would you respect me more if i said i was going skiing i think you'd make fun of me more if i said i was going on a skiing trip
2: i'd probably make fun of you more
3: I I yeah right like like the idea like what would you rather have me do go like hike in a canyon and do all that sort of stuff or ah joe i'm going to uh to veil to ski for the week so can you handle the uh the flagship like you'd you'd rail me over Vail, <laughs> like you would destroy me if I said I was doing that'd that. Be,
2: you know what I would do? That'd be like where I would go, except I wouldn't ski. I would just go to Vail. Like that'd be my vacation. Just, just chilling, you know like the, I mean? chilling,
3: like the chilling the in the
2: in the Richie you'd, you'd in be like the like resort Joe, next gone. to the
3: next to the fire. Yeah. And just sit there with you know.
2: <laughs> you be like Joe, where you're going? I'm like, we're going to Vail. You be like, oh, you're you're skiing? No, no, I'm not skiing. I'm just going to Vail. You know, that'd be that'd be like one of my trips. um all right, I guess I'm 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 out of spots. Oslo, Norway. Is there anything to do there? Right,
3: well, hold uh, on a minute. Hold on a minute. Maybe. I'm holding on. Maybe, maybe in September.
2: To you're really going to Norway? Yeah, very possible. Oh my god, you already went to Iceland. Yeah, so right. Why, yeah, well, why not? <laughs> why not go to Norway at this point? Like, it's basically the same shit, right? Like, Iceland and Norway. Yeah, like, what, similar. what's
3: similar? Th- I think they're different in some ways. Well, one is, is literally just made out of like volcanic ash, and the other one is, is Norway. So, I think they're a little bit different.
2: All right. How about Bermuda? You ever been to Bermuda? Bahamas? No. You know, no, no, no. There's there. a dangerous triangle. Down there <laughs> oh, so, I've avoid. heard. Tell me yeah, more. Really? Be, <laughs> yeah. You want to be careful in that little triangle there. You, you know, many people have disappeared. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Southwest Utah, it is. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I tried yeah. to offer some alternatives here, but uh, um, it sounds like you're dead set on Southwest. Well, no, Utah, I, I am now. So. I'm officially,
3: uh, yeah, I'm very dead set. Cause I'm leaving in two days. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty dead set on it. So, um, South,
2: you know what Southwest Utah sounds like? The seventh place team in the whack that wins the tournament and uh, in shocking fashion and then goes to March Madness.
3: <laughs> so I think there is a Southwest Utah University. Southwest
2: Utah State. Yeah. You know, it, you know, that's what it sounds like.
3: I think, weren't they in there? There was a, oh, man, I want to say yeah, Utah Southern Valley. Utah. Wasn't there
2: Southern Utah? So there's a Southern Utah. I think yeah. they
3: were in the tournament this year, if I remember correctly. So,
2: um, yeah, well, that's not Southwest Utah. No, 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 no.
3: no. South. Yeah. I don't know how far away it is or whatever. Uh, normal alumni of Southern Utah University. Harry Reid, the guy named after the, the airport guy in Nevada. There we go. Full circle.
2: We have come. We have come full circle. Yeah. You could go to beautiful Puerto Rico. Oh, and maybe Lonnie. You can Lonnie Maine.
3: A... Lonnie Maine is also a uh, professional wrestler. Lonnie Maine.
2: That's right. Bulldog. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's right.
3: Bulldog Maine, NWA so, United States Heavyweight Champion. That,
2: that's,
3: not, I mean, not still he was yeah. at one point. <laughs> he is. He is no longer the champion for the record. He died that in 1978. He died yeah. in 1978, so he has he has not been the champion for a while. So.
2: I think a car accident and because he looked fifty three, he was probably twenty-nine. Probably one of those kind of guys. Oh right?
3: my God, you are not gonna believe how old this man was.
2: Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's probably yeah, go ahead.
3: Oh my god. So people look up look up Lonnie Main Wrestler. When you're done looking up the porn star yeah. or whatever the joke just mentioned earlier, uh, look up Lonnie Main the wrestler and Moondog he, Main and, Moondog Main, and he, i I don't think I am positive you will not get within fifteen years of how old he is.
2: No, he, I'm telling you, he's one of those guys you thought was 53, and he was actually 29, right? Yeah, he was 33 when he died.
3: Yeah. He looks, if you said 62, I would say, yeah, all right. <laughs> if you said anywhere from this man is 41 to, to 62, I would say, yeah, that sounds about right. That is looks like he lived three times the life. Very yeah. old 33-year-old. Good God. But uh, you yeah. are correct. Lonnie Mayne did uh, did die, unfortunately, from a, a car accident. So Yeah.
2: You want to do a Lonnie Mayne obit? impromptu right uh, here on the flagship. sure <laughs> i don't know anything i don't know if i know much about lonnie made but uh Wanna do you go through his career sure well next week when you're gone i'm gonna open up with 90 minutes on lonnie may hell How yeah about that.
3: hell yeah i'll clip it for youtube that'll get us the views so Lonnie Main. so There you go. That's that's Southern Utah. But yeah. Yeah. So I'll be I'll be gone next week. So I'm probably no. Well, no, I know no live flagship because you don't know how to do the live show. That, that's OK. You'll get a you'll get a flagship some way. You'll get you'll get other audio. I, I did like people in our discord being like, well, what happens if like this happens and that happens? It's like Joe still has access to a microphone. Like he's still going to be able to do content as as he normally does every single week. So it's, it's, it's OK. You know, And <laughs> And again, if, yeah. if if Vince McMahon dies, I got I got the laptop, so we'll we'll make it work. We'll figure out a way. What
2: so. am I? Chopped liver? Yeah, unbelievable.
3: Uh, unbelievable out here.
2: You did that Vince McMahon audio from the business center of a hotel. <laughs>
3: no, so. very, no, not I tried to get to the business center, but it was open air, so I didn't want people to hear me, so I went to the workout room.
2: Yeah. Oh God. I would never want people to hear me talking about wrestling. That's yeah, I thought computer. about
3: that because my yeah. mom was I was with my parents and they're like, we'll just go to the business center. And I was like, I can't I mean it's like right next to. It was right next to the 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 uh, the lobby too. It's like the lobby, and then right next to it was like an open air business center. Like I can't do the show from there. Like I'm sure the yeah. the, the it would the audio probably would have sounded a little bit better. I uh, probably had, would have had a better internet connection or whatever. I was like I can't. There's people checking in. I'm gonna be like, yeah, so then he fucking what about Mel Phillips, motherfucker? You know what I mean? Like that. Like, you know, <laughs> these people are checking in. Like, what is going on here? Like, I'm I'm sure I've been kicked out immediately. Like, there's no way we would especially that show, as, as passionate as we got about Vince McMahon's uh retirement and shame. Uh that that was definitely uh, yeah. <laughs> Rich
2: Rich in the business center as people are checking in, going, you know, Mel Phillips was really into kids' feet. You know, that, that's <laughs> right. yeah. And he fired him. Then he hired him back and said, don't kill him. don't Just don't rape kids. That's all he told him. Don't rape kids. Unbelievable. Stop. He said, stop touching kids' feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears> Tugging <throat> collars.
3: Yeah. Yeah, thank God that didn't happen. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, But uh, again, special Tuesday flagship here. Uh, We are going to get to a lot of different topics, mostly in the world of Japanese wrestling, though. We are going to do NWA 312, uh, but that, again, is an hour three teaser. So you're going to have to wait all the way uh, to the third hour to hear all about the 26-man battle royal and Kerry Morton versus Joe Alonzo and all the other great highlights of NWA 312. But otherwise, we're going to do mostly Japan here. We're going to talk about uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling's Champion Carnival, which is now a few nights in. Uh, We'll go over the blocks, who's defeated who, who's kind of gotten out to early leads, uh, matches that we've enjoyed so far uh, that we've seen, as well as some pretty uh, not great attendance numbers that I wanted to touch on uh, a bit as I was watching these shows. But um, then a lot of New Japan, a lot of New Japan. We're obviously going to review. Uh, the Sakura Genesis show that just happened a couple days ago, uh, including Sonata winning the IWGP World Heavyweight title. So we'll touch on that, uh, that big uh, moment. But uh, they got a lot of upcoming stuff, too. They got Capital Collision, uh, Collision in Philadelphia, two shows in the U.S. Uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, we also have the entire cards for the Wrestling Dontaku Tour, uh, including uh, some, some highlighted matches, some title matches throughout the tour, uh, all culminating May 3rd uh, with the Wrestling Dontaku show, uh, as well as a little bit on the Best of the Super Juniors, which is going to kick off in May as well. Uh, we do not have a full lineup of rosters just yet, but at least some uh, some insights about that that tour as uh, we quickly quickly approach that. But uh, let's get right to uh, you know Sakura Genesis here, which was a pretty big show, a pretty good show, I thought, a really really fun uh, New Japan show. But obviously the highlight, and and we'll get right to it. You know, with the main event, uh, Sonata defeating Okada to become the new IWGP World Heavyweight champion we talked about how it felt like he kind of had to do this because he reinvents himself he joins this new unit with the just five guys and he wins the new japan cup and if he does all that and just eats a rainmaker like what you know what 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 becomes of sonata what becomes of just five guys well we don't have to worry about that because sonata got the victory uh 26 minutes uh 58 seconds defeated okada and became the new champion. So, uh, first off, what do you think of uh, the, the the match, and and what do you think of the you know the moment of Sonata winning the title, and, and, and what are your thoughts on, on on him, you know, upsetting and 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 you know taking the the title away from Okada, and and uh, unfortunately ending a pretty fun reign for Okada, but I think a, a, an interesting beginning f- for Sonata here.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, we told people don't be surprised at all if he wins the match. I thought there was a real chance he could win the match, and and he did, and. Uh, obviously, this was a long-term play. I mean, you could probably go back and listen to Fly. When did he show up? To, wasn't he the he, – he cost Okada the title when he lost to Naito the first time in what? What was that, 2014? Yeah, 2016.
3: I want to say 2016. Yeah, 2016 I want to say. Uh, April, April yeah. twenty sixteen, Invasion Attack twenty sixteen. So he's almost, yeah, you know, almost the you know Sakura Genesis is is essentially the the new uh, Invasion Attacks. So yeah, it, it, on this very show, you know, in twenty sixteen is when he debuts. Seven years ago. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you could probably go back to shows that are six seven years old and hear us saying how look they've got designs on eventually pushing this guy big. And I remember saying at the time that you know this is going to be a lot like you know, Kota Ibushi or Shibata where it might feel like it's taking forever to get around to giving him the big push. And I think at the time I earmarked 2019, I was like, don't, it won't come any sooner than like 2019 because of the speed that they do things, but it's coming. He's going to get a big push at 2019. I think was the year where they really gave him all. Was that the year they gave him all those matches against Okada? Uh, really, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, and and he had the big G1 run in 2019, I think. So, I was kind of right, but then it's another four years until he actually goes, they go all the way with it and he wins the title. But look, him turning on L.I.J. and then becoming the leader of his own unit, you know, this is one of those things where this isn't something that they decided on, you know, five months ago. This was obviously in the cards for a very long time, uh, planned out well in advance. Again, going back years maybe not playing out exactly the way it played out, but the, the, the framework of, we're going to build this guy up slowly as part of this unit. And then eventually he's going to go out on his own and, and, and be his own unit leader and be one of the, the, the lead guys in this company was something that they absolutely were planning on for many years, probably when they first brought him into the company, because he's everything they look for. He's got those matinee idol looks that I always talk about that they really love. And, um, and by the way, especially you know, now, you give this guy, oh what yeah. a dapper
3: man! Oh man, I'm I'm getting hot and bothered you just you, looking at him. Yeah,
2: you give this guy a shave and a decent haircut and uh, some decent gear and all, you know, he, you know, he he went from a fucking six to a ten. I mean, we knew he was good looking, but uh, he was looking haggard and awful. Uh, and uh, do you think that was part of the idea that when he was in Lij, like you, and he always came across like kind of depressed? Like you think it was the idea? Yeah, I don't think they wanted
3: him to be a heartthrob in 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 that sense, and and they knew they had to kind of make him look a little weird and make him not a heartthrob because he's a very attractive man for for the record. I mean, new
2: unit, new man. Yeah, right, right. He he looks like a world champion now. He absolutely looks like a world champion. Um, But the problem with Sonata, and look, it was no accident. He had that long. He's he's had a four year rivalry with Okada. I mean, this is all part of the plan. So a lot of people. I think this week told on themselves for really and exposed themselves as not really paying that close attention to New Japan. If this came off as a major shock to you, if you thought this was a shocking title win, you haven't really been paying close attention to New Japan. And maybe that is the case for a lot of people who are like, wait, who, what, what the fuck happened last night? Sonata won the world. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not that shocking at all. You uh, no, it's called uh, a push. A long... It's
3: called a fucking push. The guy yeah, been... a
2: long-term or short-term yeah. perspective. It wasn't shocking. Like we knew eventually this was what they were hoping would be the end game for him. And short-term we saw this coming with, you know, with like you're saying with the push that he hit, was just given. But, um, but, but the one thing with Sonata, the one problem that persistent remains is I am not convinced he has the necessary charisma to be a top guy. I'm not convinced of that. I'm not saying I'm not predicting that he's going to bomb as a top guy. I'm not predicting that this title reign is going to bomb. I do think this will be a short title reign. That sort of seems to be the Gato playbook, right? Establish somebody at that level. Then they lose the title quickly. And then whatever story he wants to tell with them, he tells with them. We've seen, you know, many people win this title uh, the first time and then lose it back quickly. But now what that does is it tells us, okay, this is a top guy. So I think that's what this is. I'd be very surprised if he holds the title through the spring and summer through G one, he absolutely will not have it in the Tokyo dome. I mean that forget. right, right, but right.
3: I, I I would bet my I, house that this man is not walking into January 4th. And <laughs> as the champion? I, I would, I would bet my house on that.
2: I don't even think he's going to get to G one. And if he does get the G one, he's not getting past, you know, whatever it is, whether the destruction or whatever it is after G one, uh, whatever the big king of pro wrestling, whatever it yeah, is yeah, after yeah. G
3: one. I was going to say, king, of
2: but, pro um, pro. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, so I think it'll be short. And, and and I still question whether he has the necessary charisma. Now, the improved look is absolutely a positive. Here's where you kind of think maybe the company agrees with me to some extent. Taka is his mouthpiece. Right. He's got a mouthpiece and an he's accident. got a
3: unit. And I, and I think, and he's got a unit that's not just like, a, you know, hey, here are my hanger ons or whatever. It's like those guys surround him. And like you said, Taka does the talking for him.
2: Yeah, and I think that tells you that they're not confident Sonata can carry it on the mic. right. And attaching so, Taiichi to him
3: too, I think, is a very similar thing in that sense. That Taiichi has yes, a yeah. insane crowd connection, and 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 has always been able to kind of has that charisma that 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 attaches to the crowd. So now you have Taku, who is one of the best mouthpieces in the company. You have Taiichi, who who is obviously uh, a jump off the page, you know, charisma guy uh, for that company too. So all those guys kind of surrounding him is is like you said it it seems like they're really stacking the deck, you know, in his favor in a lot of ways probably because they they're not quite sure either that he that he could do it on his own or not, not necessarily on his own but like do it as as the clear and decisive number one in the unit. Like he's the number one, but those guys are also, you know, big parts of the he's unit He's got a too. lot of support. Right. He's
2: got a lot of support. He's got a mouthpiece and he's got Taichi who, you know, you could argue should be heading up his own unit, right? So, he's got a lot of support and um you know, we'll see how it goes. I, I look. I, I think that just five guys were very much over in Cork and Hall in the lead up to this show. Um, Now, this is where I might differ with some people because I watched this match and I thought it was a good match. I didn't think it was a great match. Most people think it was a great match. Did you think it was a good match? Or a great uh, I would
3: match? say great. I'd probably go more towards great. I think I'm like okay. four
2: four stars flat on, on it, which is good. Right, so, that's
3: a great. That's a great match, but it's a, or a good match, but it wasn't. No, I did not think it was great. Oh, so you're closer great. to me. Yeah, you're yeah. closer
2: to me because. I had it like three and three quarters. I don't know. It just, to me, the match was dull as dirt until this was the classic match that's boring until the final 90 seconds. Kind of, it just it did the match, did nothing for me. It was well worked. This wasn't sloppy, Sonata, but this match was a struggle for me. I mean, I just thought it was a boring match until a, a well worked but boring match with a, and I will say this, a very exciting closing stretch very excited Oh yeah, yeah. No, the close was
3: great. I, if, if not for that close, man, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but the close was great, and, and I think the crowd was all in on Sonata in the close, and and you know, I know the commentary did a, a fantastic job of telling it, and I think Okada and Sonata did a great job at the close. But you know, I I, I have no doubt that Sonata and Okada can have great closing stretches. I, I I have no doubt that Okada can have a great closing stretch with anybody. I, I think you, him and I could have a great you know closing stretch to a match or whatever. But I kind of left that match similar to you, like all right, all the parts are in place for Sonata to to to, to deliver here and to be good but i still don't know if the bell to bell is, is 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 good enough i just don't know if he's gonna get me on that level or take me on that ride like some of these other guys do because i just i've never there's been times there's been times but it's so inconsistent it just never feels like this is a guy that's like yeah this is one of the best wrestlers in the world and this guy definitely definitely belongs oh, God, no. at, near oh, the top no. of the company like i don't know like he he, he belongs because he's there right now and they obviously are pushing him but yeah the, the work standard it's high. It's very high in this company, and I I don't know that he can reach those lofty levels.
2: Yeah, he has good matches. It's and every now and then he'll have. I don't know if he's ever had a truly great match. He has good matches. He has very good matches, but th- then you get sometimes you get sloppy sonata where he's just a fucking mess, and that happens far too often. And um, you know, and 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 this and not just with the quality of the match, but here's where I'm going to differ with some people, too, because um, I didn't think the crowd was that hot for him. I mean, I thought that they were hot in the closing stretch of the match. During during the match itself, during his introduction and during the post-match, it didn't come across to me like these fans in, um, in, uh, in, in Sumo Hall here were super excited to see this hot new world champion. I, that didn't come across to me like that. And I had some people say, well, if you watch the Japanese feed, the sound mixing is better. We're doing that. (laughs) And I'm like, now, look, if if I need to watch a different sound mixing for the crowd to come across like they're hot, then the crowd wasn't hot. okay? the crowd wasn't hot. Then if I got to jump through hoops. Well, I'll say I was watching. I was
3: watching on the English feed and I saw the crowd jumping up and down and making a shit ton of noise versus Bishima and Aussie open. So uh, the feed was working well. The audio on the feed was working quite well for the tag match. Let me tell you that.
2: I've been watching wrestling 40 years. I know when a crowd's hot, okay? I don't need to switch audio feeds, okay? I, I'm just, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to bury the guy. All I'm saying is this didn't come across like, oh, my God, we couldn't wait. We've been waiting for this title change for seven years, and we, we, this, we this is I can't, this is incredible. This guy's fine. It didn't come across like that to me. It came across like you got the pop for the title change, which you're always going to get for a title change. You got the pop because I think some people were surprised at the title change. And the crowd was undoubtedly hot for the closing stretch of this match. I'm sorry, Sonata did not come across like some hot new star at any point before, after, or during this match. Now, I also had some people in our Discord who, who were there who said, oh, no, the crowd was hot for him. Okay, all right, if you were there, I wasn't, if you say so. But all I'm telling you is, it, it, to me, it didn't come across like they made a guy in one night. Does that mean he's not going to be a guy? No, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. But I think there's a lot of things working against him. Like you mentioned, he's not a great pro wrestler. He just isn't. When they put the title on Shingo, when they put it on Abushi, when they put it on Will Ospreay, and they put it on all three of those guys in the heart of the pandemic, unfortunately for them, but you never had questions about those guys. You're like, oh, those are three of the best wrestlers in the world. Oh, those are three guys with overwhelming charisma. Oh, those are three guys who are undoubtedly over with New Japan crowds. With Sonata, there's questions on both ends. He's not one of the best wrestlers in the world, never has been. And I don't know if he has top-level charisma. Now, I do think they've done a good job with the push, and he's on the right path. I don't know if he's going to get there, though. So, I don't know. That's my giant bucket of cold water on this title change. Yeah, and, and so so or.
3: I do think I do think the crowd, at least at the the closing stretch, was maybe a little more into it than than you're letting on to. I I don't know. Like okay, I, bef-
2: all, right, all right, all right. Before, be- okay, just let me clarify. I'm not saying the crowd was dead. I I, I don't want people to miss. Right, you're just I, saying, it saying it didn't that- feel
3: like they were like, oh my god, we're finally seeing this incredible right. moment. Here we go. This guy is now a superstar. After this Correct. moment, this guy's and a I've superstar.
2: And I've seen a lot of people frame it as, oh, New Japan fans, they love Sonata. They're super hot for this. I don't buy that. Now, again, I'm not saying the crowd was dead. I'm not saying it came off flat. Because if I thought the crowd was dead and I thought it came off flat, those are the words I would use. So I just want to be careful. And all I'm saying is it, it didn't come off cold at all. But it also, to me, didn't come off especially hot. That's all. But anyway, go ahead.
3: Right, right, and 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 you know, to so your point about you mentioned like Shingo and and, and Will and Abushi, uh, and it's like you know, go look at, at the history of that championship. Go look at the recent history of that championship. You know, with the exception of you know Evil is, is probably. I mean, obviously, it, it, this is a different title. So if we're talking about just this specific title, it's Abushi, it's Osprey, it's Shingo, it's Okada it's Jay White and it's Sonata is the only people that have ever held that title. Now, like, you know, I, I is he better, you know, okay. He's not a better pro wrestler than Kota Bushi. We, we, right. We, I mean, there's no debate at all with that. He's not a better, better pro wrestler than Will Ospreay. There's you and I are not going to debate that or, or, or said and Shingo as well. Is he as good or better than Jay White? If we're talking about pure in ring work, would you have I'll, rather I'll, actually I'll, Sonata or Jay White?
2: No, Jay White's a much better wrestler than Sonata. And I think that Jay White is was way more over than Sonata is right now.
3: Okay. Yeah. So that, that'd be a that'd be a key difference there uh in terms of that. And then you go back, obviously the evil is 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 the one that really sticks out. But other That's than that is a it's, different
2: kind of thing. That's right,
3: right. But other than that, man, I mean the people that have had this title, you know, dating back to god damn, we can go to twenty ten. Togi Makabe is like the last guy that that I'll that I'll name in, in addition to evil that you know you then you the titles on kojima tanahashi okada aj styles naito kenny omega (laughs) you know what i mean like that's the level we're talking about here. And 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 yeah. so this is different. This is a little different. It, it is. It's I guess it's kind of similar. Evil as a whole. I'm just going to strike him from the record. That was a whole different thing. It was during the weirdest time possible in July of 2020. Like, I'm just going to strike that from the record of, of co- combining both of these titles or whatever in, in, into their, you know, into one lineage or whatever. Other than that, it's been on pretty much super work, like clear some of the greatest wrestlers of all time type guys that the title has been on. Except you know Jay White and Sonata are maybe the only two that you could say other than evil, of course. Where you would say, okay, well these guys, you know, they're 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 good at you know. I, would I say they're the greatest wrestler in the world at this time? No, I wouldn't. But I don't know, and that's going to be, a, I think, an interesting thing to see what happens if he does hold the title for the extended amount of time. Like like I'm kind of with you that I don't I don't think it, he's going to hold the title for a long amount of time. I think he's probably going to lose it. Uh, very very quickly and and that'll just kind of be like you said that now it's okay we can put this guy in a title picture anytime we want we can put him in a title match whenever we want now because he has been a champion before that's that's just something they do but um, I don't know it, it's it's it, we're in a un- we're in a more unique situation that I think a lot of people understand right now because Sonata is just not that type of can he match the 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 worker. Style that that they want their champions, their top top guy to be. Can he can he reach the pinnacle that all those other guys? And we're talking about the best of the best of all time. You know, those guys that I've named there. You know, is he up to that working standard? I don't know that, and I don't I don't know if it's going to matter or not. And that's I guess what I'm a little interested to see moving forward because we are in somewhat uncharted territory. I mean, Jay White is the only guy I can really think of. Going back to 2010, that that really didn't meet what I would say that working standard, and and you know you might even disagree with them. People might say, well, Jay White is incredible. Jay White's awesome. Jay White's got a ton of charisma. And he's super over. And, and yeah, I get that. So it's, it's like we're in we're in a weird situation here with Sonata, and and I mean I'm into it. I, I like the idea of trying out something new, but I, but I do wonder if there will be a little bit of an adjustment period. You know, knowing that you know you're gonna have a main event that's gonna be for this IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, and it might not, it might not be a blowaway match. It might just be okay. And and we've pretty much been able to rely on on these types of matches being, you know, top, top tier stuff for for you know decades at this point, you know, almost, almost 13 years at this point. We've been able to say, yeah, you know, if that match, if that title is going to get defended in the main event and they're going to get, you know, 40 minutes, it's probably going to be pretty goddamn good. And and this might change. I don't know.
2: Look, I'm never going to complain about trying to elevate somebody. No, no, no. I, I, don't I want love people it. Yeah, to, go for it. Yeah, I don't want people to misunderstand. Like, I, I, I don't have a, a problem with this move. You know, I just want to, I'm just unsure of how it's going to work out. But what it does is it establishes that whether he loses the title quickly or not, it establishes that, okay, this is a guy who can win G1s. This is a guy who can be in a in a title match at any time. This is a guy who can be champion. He's now been officially elevated to the top level. And you talked a lot about Jay White. I've seen people say, Someone asked me in my Q and a if I thought if I thought that they were elevating Sonata to replace Jay White. This Sonata push was coming, whether Jay White stayed with the company or not. Yeah, okay. Let's make that clear. This has nothing to do with Jay White being or not being in the company. This Sonata push has been planned for years, and it was coming regardless of Jay White's status. Jay White made a business decision to become a free agent. We all know he had issues during the pandemic and ever really since the pandemic with traveling back and forth to, to Japan and all that. And it was probably time for Jay White to move on. We've discussed that.
3: All right, and that's fine. You, you know, know and- people moving is and, and again, we always say this and we have, we're going to say this every time somebody moves. It's not a bad thing movement and wrestling is good. I love movement and wrestling. Now he's got a whole new fresh coat of paint in AEW. We don't know what the character is going to be like. We don't know what he's going to do. We don't know what he's going to, you know, people speculate. Well, he's going to be this. He's going to be that. We don't know. He hasn't wrestled in a TV match, you know. He hasn't wrestled a, a 12-minute television match. You know, we don't know. We don't know. And I think I love that. I love the unknown. I love not knowing. I don't it's boring to just yeah. know. It's been it was boring for me to know that oh I'm I'm gonna be able to watch Jay White have a 25 minute (laughs) match where Gato screams on the outside I got bored of that I was done with that I I I hope you were all done with that too like I'm ready to see a new coat of paint on Jay White I'm I'm ready to see him in an unfamiliar uh, uh, atmosphere that's cool to me that that's what makes wrestling fun I I want people to move and go and leave and change and flip back and forth I mean Jesus it's so much more fun than just stagnant rosters ugh.
2: You you know who got you know who got elevated because Jay White left is David Finley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's who got elevated because Jay White left, and that's a good thing, too, where they finally, you know, shit or get off the pot with Finley. And, you know, well, we'll look we'll what it's done to the Bullet
3: Club. I mean, I, I they were probably yeah, going to do some yeah. Bullet Club thing, but goddamn, we'll talk about this show. I mean, they're just injecting that thing with life. I mean, there's some more life in the New Japan Bullet Club than there has been in, God, 10 years at this point. I mean, just, oh, I I love the directions they're going. I just love that they're trying different things. And, yeah, it's, it's it's throwing everything for a loop because it's like, all right, we lost one of our big guys. Well, then screw it. You know, let, let's, let's do this, this, and this, and this or whatever. I, that's cool. I, I love that. More of that, please.
2: And, I, and I'm high on Finley. I, I think he's doing a great job, and I think that you can tell that he's super motivated, too. Like, he's been waiting for almost a decade for this. And he's finally getting a genuine push. And you could tell that he's relishing in this. And the the one thing that's kind of been a constant with Finley, and we're going to get back to Sonata, but very quickly on this, is he always came across to some extent like he was going through the motions. Right? And it's like, who can blame him? He was there for six, seven, eight, nine years. He's never in a G, he's like almost never in a G1. He's always a prelim guy. His pushes are always very short and fleeting. And it showed. It showed in his body language and his mannerisms and his promos. And now it's like a whole new day. His body. I
3: I saw it a lot in his his body, body, too. Yeah. Yeah, The guy just like, I mean, he came into, you know, he came into New Japan and he had like, he was so nice and tight and it was all. And like, as the years went on, he just kind of was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to fucking, I'm going to eat this cake. Like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need abs. Like, who cares? His his gear. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to push me. So I'm going to eat this fucking cake. Who cares? You know?
2: This, This guy is so clearly energized. And it's exciting to watch, okay? But back to Sonata. You know, I'll disagree with you slightly on Jay White. I think Jay White did meet the working standard of New Japan. Jay White's problem wasn't his work or his ability. He, you know, because he was he's an excellent pro wrestler. Where Jay White's matches sometimes wouldn't work are his deep psychological... This guy wants to make a fucking 40-minute psychological thriller every time he's in a main event. And when it doesn't land... You wanna you you know you wanna just fucking you you wanna go in the garage and hang yourself. It's like you can't. But when it lands, it's great. When Jay shit lands, it's great. The problem is a lot of times his shit wouldn't land. I think he's a much better wrestler than Sonata. I mean, Sonata has a lot of holes in his work, and and he is who he is. I mean, this isn't some young whippersnapper. Sonata is who he is. Okay, he 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 wrestles very often with two left feet. Uh, you know. He, he, One out of every three matches, he's a sloppy mess, but I'll say this. I'm glad he has the new finisher because that's so much better than this tired ass skull end, which is the worst looking uh, big time moving
3: wrestling. (laughs) Yes, I'm with you on that. This
2: tired ass skull end into the moonsault. Now he's got this wacky variation of the flatliner DDT, whatever the fuck you want. What would you call that move he does? I don't even know what he calls it. (sighs) Yeah, I forget what he calls it, but
3: yeah, a variation of the flatliner, I would say
2: it's something everybody in WWE was doing in 2000 and uh, you know, whatever the fuck, but um, it, that's a bit, a, it's better for him to have a move like that. And I think that move lends itself better to the end of match structure of a typical new Japan main event where it's a lot of counters and reversals. So that move's going to serve him well there too. Much better than that fucking skull end, which just would just grind. <laughs> the he could never put it on
3: right, and he would ne- oh, he can't yeah. put it on. Right. Yeah. And
2: even when he puts it on, right, it looks like shit. And it just it grinds the match to a halt. And it's just uh, you know, so uh I think that the 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 finisher is an improvement. I think that um you know his look is an improvement, but let's see if the charisma, because here's the thing, okay? He's 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 a he's a guy that looks the part, but he doesn't have that natural overwhelming charisma that can carry him. And he has to find a way to find that next level crowd connection.
3: Right. He he looks like a million bucks, but he doesn't carry himself like that. He doesn't carry himself like I'm the motherfucking superstar. Look how I'm the hottest guy in the fucking world, I'm the best guy in the goddamn world. You know what I mean? He never has carried himself like that. He's very quiet, you know, kind of shy in 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 sense. So And um, that can
2: work for some guys, but for him, it's not enough. Right. He doesn't have enough charisma to 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 overcome that. that. Yeah. And his his wrestling isn't nearly as dynamic enough to overcome that either. So that's where I have questions. Can he find that next level crowd connection? And I don't know the answer to that. If I had to bet, I would say the answer is no, that he will not. Um, You know, so we'll see. They elevated the guy. We kind of saw it coming. Um, You know, you have to, Constantly attempt to make new stars, you have to, or you know, you get stagnant, you die. So, uh, they're not all gonna land, and I think the jury is firmly out on this one.
3: All right, so that is, that is Sonata. Obviously, we're gonna talk in a, in a sec here about what he has coming up at uh, Wrestling Don't because he's got a, uh, you know, if you watch, well, I guess you know what, let's just do that because at the end of the match. Um, Hiromu Takahashi comes out and nobody's quite sure what he's doing out here. And then all of a sudden he slides in the ring and he says he wants a shot at the title. So now it's Sonata versus Hiromu Takahashi, uh, for the main event of wrestling Dontaku May 3rd. So he's against his former LIJ, uh, uh, partner in in Hiromu Takahashi. It's a heavyweight versus a junior. Uh, are you interested in that match? Are you excited about that match? Where, Where do you land on that? I think it's, it's unique and it's, it's, it's different, but, I don't know. I, I guess, I, and I've loved Hiromo so far this year, so I guess this would be a great test because Hiromo's had a lot of great matches this year. Uh, seems like a great opportunity for him and Sinai to just go out there and, and 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 kill it, and I guess this might be, like you said, might be a good test to see if Sinai can deliver you know, to that main event style.
2: I think hiromo has been great this year. I think he's a Dark Horse Wrestler of the Year candidate. I thought he was in one of the two best matches on this show. I thought the match with Robbie Eagles was great. I thought his match with Leo Rush a couple months ago was great. I think Hiromu has been fantastic this year. And obviously, Sonata is going to beat him. And the conventional wisdom is that Sonata wins this match. Then Naito comes out. And, you know, that's the story we're telling here, right? He left LIJ. He wins the title. He's going to beat Naito's little buddy. And then Naito's going to come out and challenge him. And then a lot of people think Naito's going to beat him for the title. And I wouldn't be shocked at all if that's how all of this plays out. And, um, you know and then we have Naito will be the champion through the G1 and uh you know possibly going to the dome with title who knows um and then we go from there but yeah it's a it's it, it what it tells us is Sonata's not going to be a one and done champion cuz he's absolutely not losing the he's title the this. he's winning this yeah he's <laughs> he's
3: clearly winning that, that match
2: that this is 100% there's not a shadow of a doubt there's no chance whatsoever Hiroma wins but Um, yeah, I think Hiromu was having a great year. I thought he had a great match in the semi against Robbie Eagles. I guess we can transition to that. And yeah, they're telling the story of Sonata leaving his boys and now his boys are coming for him. Yep. So this is just good classic pro wrestling booking. Like you can't, maybe you don't like Sonata. Maybe you think Sonata stinks and this is a big mistake, but what you, what you can't knock is the booking here because the booking makes sense. So,
3: well, you know what, uh, you know, and this is another one of those moments. And you always talked about this throughout the years of this podcast is that Gato light bulb booking that always comes up. Yeah. That, that a moment, something happens, then you go back through the memory bank and go, oh, man. Yeah, right, right, right. And I'll, I'll give credit to, to Kevin Kelly for bringing this up on the English commentary. He says, remember where we were at the end of January with this guy losing a match to Manabu Soya. In that Wrestle Kingdom in Yokohama Arena, that New Japan versus Noah show or whatever. And we laughed that Sonata was, he wasn't even, he was in a, a match against Manabu Soya and he lost. Like New Japan cleaned up on that night. And one of their big losses was Sonata losing to Manabu Soya. And we were like, man, what is, what? I mean, what are you doing if you're Sonata, man? Like, where, you're just spinning your wheels at this point. It all comes back to that. You know what I mean? It all comes back to that guy, you know, losing. And, and, and they built, they, they, t- I, Did they did? Was this in the plans then? I I would assume so. Right. Like, I have no reason not to believe it was because that's Gato. Yes, it was. That's Gato 101. I mean, that's what he's he's done. I mean, he has always time and time again. It's like, you know, people, you know, the let it play out folks with with Cody and whatnot in WWE. And we're like, well, no, we don't because they very rarely let it play out. Like they very rarely, you know, they don't deserve that benefit of of the doubt, whereas Gato does. So you can go back and look at the situation and go, fuck, was that? This is all kind of building up to this moment here where, where you know, he's at his lowest point they could possibly be, be. you know, he's a member of LIJ losing to a Noah guy and, and losing Manabu Soya, who, God, is Manabu Soya, you, you know, what even Kevin Kelly, Kevin Kelly said, he was like, no offense, but, like, he's Manabu Soya, <laughs> which I kind of laughed at. He was like, ah, uh, you know, he's, he was he was in January and he's losing, you know, guys like Manabu Soya, and he's like, well, uh, no disrespect to Manabu Soya, but Manabu Soya, <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, and I I know what he's trying to say there. Like He's not trying to say he's a geek, but, like,
0: you know, even not yeah. <laughs> you
3: know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's at a certain level at this point in his career. And, and yeah, it's all the great story where, where he was at his worst, his absolute worst. And little by little, little by little, moved up, moved up, moved up. And yeah, New Japan cup came up and, and, you know, halfway through the cup, he just decides, you know what, I got a new crew, you know, I don't need you guys anymore. I, I got a new crew who are going to, you know, get me ready to go and, and want me to be the top guy and are going to, you know, pump me up and get me ready to go. And hell it, charges them all the way through the new japan cup and charges them all the way to this iwgp title so yeah just you know in three months time he goes from you know being one of the lone losers of that entire show and just kind of a laughing stock to you know now the champion and that's that's the, another one of those gato light bulb booking things you are like oh man again awesome well,
2: you know you had to you had to throw noah a couple bones on that show okay you had to and if the plan was for sonata to just run through the new japan cup well that's his push you know what I mean? So it's like no one's thinking about the Manabu Soya loss when he's beating, you know, Taiichi and Tetsuya Naito and then Finley in the final of a, of a new Japan Cup. And he would have beaten Will Ospreay, right? The plan was to beat Will yeah. Ospreay, but he got hurt. So then he ended up. So he, he would have beaten, listen to this, he would have beaten Taiichi, Kenta, Tetsuya Naito, Will Ospreay, and then the final. I mean, That's, that's, that's push. You know, when two of those guys are two of the biggest stars in the company. And here's another sneaky thing that again, it makes sense with the benefit of hindsight. The last three times Sonata wrestled Taiichi, he beat him in the G1. He beat him in the television title tournament and he beat him in the new Japan cup. And then he joins his group and he had already So to the, to the fan, he has asserted his dominance over Taichi and he's unquestionably the leader of that group when he enters it. Because he beat him three straight times in three straight tournaments in in singles matches. So it's like, there's no dispute who the leader here is because he beats this guy like a drum and he just knocked him out of three tournaments in a row. So uh, there's that little wrinkle too. So I don't know, we see how it goes. I mean, I'm open-minded to it. And again, maybe because to us, this didn't come across like a shock. I mean, if you're really dialed into this promotion again, from both a long-term and short-term standpoint, this shouldn't have been a shock, right? You could, I I,
3: I could allow you to maybe be like surprised, but I don't even know if I could allow you to be that. Like I, I thought it was like a, a near mortal lock that he was going to do. I, I would have been stunned if they did all this stuff and then he just ate a rainmaker. You know what I mean? Like that, that would have been the shock to me. The shock wasn't him winning. Like, like I, I, you know, did I think it was hundred percent that he was going to win? No, of course it's Okada, and he's in an all time reign. Maybe they, you know, they thought about it, but again, you know, this is this is how you finish stories. This is how you tell stories. You know, what I mean, like you actually have things happen. You have guys win. You do these sort of things. So, uh yeah, if it wasn't, you know, if, if you're going to do all this sort of stuff and give him this new coat of paint, there was no reason not to have him at least, you know, or kick the tires on this title reign. And and yeah, again, like we're saying, this guy doesn't have to hold the title for another year. He can lose it. You know, two defenses. He can he can not even make it. You know, to Dominion or whatever. That, that's fine. Like that's okay. You know he can make it, or he loses that dominion. That, that's fine. That 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 is okay because you've already established him. So yeah, it's it's exciting in in one sense, and and I'm excited to see you know what they what they do with it, and and if it takes well, and if it line, doesn't, who knows? Line,
2: look, if it if it draws, it works. That's right. it. Mm-hmm. It's really what it comes down to. So um, maybe you know again, like Rich said though, it's not a lock that you that you're going to get the IWGP title matches that you're accustomed to. It's I'm not saying he can't have great matches. He can, but it's like no matter who he's in there with, it's like. You don't. You don't know if you're going to get a great match. Right, right. You know, it Whereas, always felt
3: like they, you'd roll the, you know, ring that bell, put in whoever, and it's probably going to be you know four star minimum. That's what you've we've had for yeah, 13 I years, mean, basically. You know what I mean? Like, and and not all. you had the Okada. There's been some bad matches along the way, of course, but like, god damn, not 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 many, not many.
2: Yeah, boy, you're talking about Okada and Naito and 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 Shingo and Will Ospreay and all the recent Omega. Like, oh, come on, guys, <laughs> Kenny Omega. Omega. <laughs> it, yeah, like these guys are gonna have great matches. Like you don't have to even think about it twice. This is a situation where it's like, oh, you know, it's the Paulie Walnuts meme. It's like, oh, I'm not quite sure. This one might not be a great match, no matter who he's in there with. It's you could get Bad Night Sonata, but um, we should probably move on. There's a lot to talk
3: about. Let's do that, yeah. So, let's go to the uh, the, the semi uh, main event, like you said, IWGP junior heavyweight title. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi defeating Robbie Eagles, 21 minutes, uh, and 12 seconds. I love this match. I, I, not my match of the night, my match of the night, we'll talk about here in a minute, but uh, clear, I think this is the clear second for me, uh, for, for match of the night. I thought Eagles looked great, and Hiromu, like, like you kind of talked about earlier, and and I've echoed that thought, uh, that you've had is a rejuvenated year from Hiromu. I don't know what was going on last year. I don't know what was going on where where it just felt like, you know, I don't know if we said the term wash, but it was just like, what is going on with this guy? It just doesn't feel like he's, he's all the way there, man. He is all the way back. And this is the type of Hiromu that, that, you know, we all, you know, Fell in love with all those years ago, and and he's not as daredevil-y as he used to be, and that that's okay. But he, he's making it work, and maybe maybe it was just that adjustment period. Maybe it was just that adjustment of knowing, hey, I can't do some of the crazy stuff I was doing before, but I'm going to have to adjust and, and 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 you know alter my style a little bit. But yeah, he's he's going out there and he's killing it, and he, he obviously defeats Robbie Eagles, retains the title. But uh, I love this great closing stretch, uh, and really liked a lot of uh, of what happened in this. I, this was just a spectacular match. Really, really enjoyed it.
2: Look, he. we knew that his style was not sustainable, right? We knew that, where you can't just go out there and throw your body around and try to kill yourself and then almost succeed against Dragon Lee where he broke his neck, and and that just wasn't sustainable. And he got the broken neck, and then for a few years there, it's not like he was a bad wrestler, but it was like, He, he, it just wasn't the same. Something was off. He wasn't the same guy. And now it's like he's still not the same guy, but now he's having great matches again in different ways. And, you know, he's never going to be that guy that, you know, had the great series of matches with Dragon Lee in Mexico and then had some of them, you know, against him in Japan and did all and was doing all that wild shit. That guy's long gone. But I think that this year he's been so much better than he's been in the past couple of years. And he's just found different a different way to be great. And close your ears, Jesse Collings. But the limb work in this match <laughs> was phenomenal. And I mean from both guys. And the thing about Robbie Eagles is... He's so good. What's What's so great about him and why I was so high on him coming into the company, because I followed his career, obviously, before he came to New Japan and was a big proponent of his and then he had that will osprey feud in australia that put him on the map and osprey brings him to new japan and i told people look this guy's great everyone's gonna eventually you know turn the corner on this you're gonna eventually get him right and what's great about robbie eagles is he can do all of the dynamic shit that a modern junior should be able to do he can do flippy doos he's a good aerial wrestler uh he could work at, the, at that pace but he also is a technician and he works his matches around those legs and around working for that Ron Miller special. And there's a different kind of storytelling and psychology in a Robbie Eagles, new Japan junior match than with most of the other guys on the roster, because it's always focused around. I'm going to work this guy's legs and I'm going to lock on that Ron Miller special. And he set that tempo in his very first match in the company with Liger. When he when he when he beat him in that Cork and Hall match, and where it was like, oh, they believe in him. This is them telling us they believe in him, and he set the template there because he worked that match the same way, and that's what this was. and And Hiroma was so great selling the leg. These guys were just both at the top of their game here, and I I thought this was the best match of the night, and I loved the tag. I loved the tag match. I I thought this was a smidge better, and that's not any disrespect to the tag match. You son of a bitch, Hiroma, <laughs> I mean, Hiromu is probably in my top five wrestlers of the year right now. I mean, I'm and, and the output's
3: know. been great. I mean, yeah, when you really put it's it in totality, and I did that a little bit, or you know, earlier today, putting my notes together, I was like, "Fuck, this guy's had a great year." Like, I, I can't kill you for that. I can't. The output has been, you know, it, it does it in a semi-main event here and and delivers for sure. So no, I, I can't kill you for that at all.
2: Yeah, and in a, in a couple days here, I'm gonna do my March notebook roundup article because people really seem to like those, so I'm gonna keep doing them. Um you know, where I collect the best matches of the month and rank them. And then, you know, people use it as a nice guide to see what they haven't seen. And when I do a little thing where I put the top five wrestlers of each month, and it's uh every time I write one of these, it's like Hiromu's top of mind for me. Mm-hmm. Like, where am I going to put him in my top five? Is he going to be in my top? He's just been so good all year. And, um, you know, I, again, you never know what Sonata, but I, again, he has the potential to have another great match. Cause he's going to be in a main event match for the world title against a guy who's capable of having a great match. So we'll see how they work it, you know, but this match, I thought it was fantastic. And we're going to get the best of the super junior lineups in a couple of days here. So, um, you know, and I guess he'll enter that as champion and, you know, I guess somebody's going to, he'll win his block and somebody will beat him in the final. So it's just a matter of figuring out who in the other block he's going to face.
1: Right.
3: But uh, yeah, a lot of credit to Eagles too here, and and, and you know for all the all the love uh, about Hiromu I, and Robbie Eagles is just fucking great, and and it's been you know it's been kind of up and down for for him in terms of like a push in terms of actually getting you know uh, a spot like this, and and no, do I. I don't think he's probably ever going to win this title. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that's going to have a sustained run with this, but uh, it is nice to know that you could put him in these sort of spots and he's going to deliver on that high a level too. But uh, this was great. I mean, this was just really, really great stuff out of him too. And, and, and yeah, these guys, uh, I look forward to many, many more matches with these two guys. Cause I think they can really, really tell. And I, and, and again, like you said, told really good stories and uh, the limb work was uh, fantastic throughout. And, and, uh, Eagles is just a killer like you said he to me he's he's in some ways a little bit of a throwback uh, of the, the New Japan Junior style more of your you know more of your Otani than than you know those other guys you know what I mean more not necessarily all ground game but he's he, you know he can fly he can do that sort of stuff but he's just so so good at manipulating body parts and and keeping things on the ground and trying to you know just yeah it's 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 just great stuff He's he's such a high level worker and and it's it's long overdue for him to have a big spot like this
2: so let's briefly defend jesse here um twitter sucks and you know this is another one of those things where if you don't know the person or understand what they're trying to say yeah jesse will speak for himself i'm sure on one of his outlets but he wasn't trying to say that nobody should do limb work and it doesn't you know it's like limb work should should be something and what he was saying is no, I, I was told, Joe, I was told by the quote tweets, like, so you don't like wrestling and wrestling.
3: All right, dude, is what I saw a, a bunch of times. So that, that, you know, please clarify.
2: I think what he was trying to say oh, was okay. maybe it isn't the best way to watch wrestling isn't to hyper focus on limb work and act like if a guy didn't get his limb shot off with a shotgun. That you know uh, that, that you can't enjoy a match. I think that's what he was trying to say.
3: Yeah, and I, be- I believe that was the un- case too. And it's something that we have said on this show too. You know, for for many many years, where people would would get on us about, oh, that you know, Will Osprey sucks because he doesn't you know sell his knee enough, or oh, Kenny Omega he doesn't sell the lay, and it's like. You know, I I think Kenny Omega even once, you know, came back to that when people were like, oh, you don't sell. And he was like, I played like high level junior hockey with like numerous knee injuries. Like you just kind of sometimes got through it. Like, you know, I can still skate (laughs) like I can't I don't have to pretend that my leg got shot off. Like I'm allowed to still use my leg. But yeah, you you know, the, the idea. But it's always been it's and this has been for a very long time. It's always been a very convenient way to just, you know. Point out something you don't like about a wrestler that you don't like. Yeah, you know it, it's. I,
2: I I do think people use. I think selling is an easy way to criticize or bury a wrestler that you don't like. Like you're saying, I do. Uh, I do think that there are fans who legitimately do hyper focus on limb selling, though, and I do think it ruins a match for them if it doesn't if it isn't done right. And I I fall somewhere in the middle. Like I, I've always put it like this: I love and appreciate great limb selling right more than i dislike bad limb selling does that make sense no no absolutely yeah In and I'm, prob- I'm probably
3: right with you i i love when a guy is great at it but a match isn't made or break i i don't love or hate a match because of how a guy limb sold but but sometimes i might yeah, love I a match see, because somebody did great limb selling
2: right like i i appreciate great limb work and limb selling more than i hate the opposite I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I've seen matches that were ruined for me because the limb selling was completely absurd or the limb work was way over the top. And then it just wasn't sold at all. That sucks. Okay. We've all seen matches like that. I think. Um, But uh, the best way I could articulate it is I appreciate it when it's good worse than I hate it when it's, when it's not good. And when it's awful, like everybody else, I can't stand it, but maybe look again, I don't want to talk for Jesse. He might not care about whether someone sells limbs at all. I, I that wasn't the impression I got from his post, though. But
3: but Twitter fucking
2: sucks. So it is it's a it's a terrible way place to make that kind of work, because <clears throat> right. it's the thing we always talk about. You're going to get people swooping in who don't know who you are. They don't know the first thing about you.
3: Right. And they're going to make a grand statement on you've, you've read a hundred characters that somebody wrote and you have now declared, I know this person and I'm going to tell them why they're wrong about this point that I don't even know if I know what they're talking about.
2: It's it's more, okay. It's more of, this is an easy target. I'm going to crack my knuckles, quote, tweet it and let the likes roll in. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you know, so there's a lot of that to it. And I saw, um, yeah, but, but again, what we've learned over the years is Twitter is a horrible, horrible outlet for those kinds of conversations and making those kinds of points. It just is. I mean, it just it doesn't work for a variety of reasons. And he, he did phrase it poorly. I could see where people wouldn't have understood what he was trying to say. I think he even admitted that. But again, that's one of the perils and drawbacks. Right. There of it is. The medium. Mm-hmm. But anyway.
3: Terrible. Delete it all, please. Elon's trying, but I keep getting... Pro- People keep promising me this thing's going to fall apart, and it just has not fallen apart yet, so please. And I uh, love how we caught strays. Like, we it always wasn't do. even our tweet. <laughs> we always do, like... Up. V.O.W. at it again. Oh, of course he's from V.O.W. It's like, brother, we have like 47 regular or semi-regular contributors to Voices of Wrestling. Like in in both this podcast, the podcast network, written reviews, columns, all these sort of things. Like it, it, it's not we don't all have to agree with one fucking thing. Like have a have a better thought than oh V.O.W. at it again. Hey, it's like, like guy, shut guy. up. Guy,
2: we haven't tweeted an opinion in two years. <laughs> right? Leave me out of it. Leave me alone. I don't even agree with his tweet. Like, why am I catching strays?
3: The worst. Fuck Twitter. Go away. Anyway. Let's talk about better things, including this IWGP tag team title match. Aussie Open defeats Bishman. Joe, you finally got your way. Bishman finally lost the title. Uh, But man, 15 minutes and 30 seconds. This was my match of the night. I fucking love this match. And guess what, Joe? I did not have to switch to the Japanese feed to hear the crowd because the crowd was going fucking ballistic for pretty much this entire match from opening bell to the final bell. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about this match. I loved, loved, loved this match, and it had one of our favorite things ever: accidental blood, where Kyle Fletcher falls to the outside doing a dive, or he did a, I think a, a thing of moonsault to the to the uh, to the floor, and hit his head on the back of the guardrail and came up busted and bleeding. They taped him up. He looked great because he had he was bleeding from all over the place, but they put like a white tape around his head so you got this blood soaked white tape man he looks like Shinya Hashimoto out there just bleeding buckets with this white headband on and oh my god and then the work was just fucking tremendous. Bishamon is so good. It's the best role for Goto and Yoshihashi. It's just perfect for them. And what what more do you have to say about Ace Open? I, I they they have they dazzled WrestleMania the the weekend. They've dazzled everything they've done. I mean, they are one of the best, if not the best tag team in the world right now. Uh, and if you're not watching them, you're missing out because, yeah, they, they're just great. Uh, and they're on another level right now. And, and I thought this match, I went four and a half with this. I loved, 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 loved this match. Just incredible stuff.
2: Yeah. When he put that tape on his head, and I mean, he looked like Tommy Rich fighting off the Andersons in Georgia. Yeah, his, there like, you go. The blood and, um, you know, I like the Hashimoto comp too. I didn't even think about that. But, um, I mean we were like two inches from accidental death, let alone accidental. Yeah, that was pretty
3: brutal. That was very bad.
2: Could have been much worse. He nicked the side of his head on the, on the base of the, of the guardrail, like the footing of the guardrail. And if he would have hit that flush with the back of his head, that could have been a really ugly situation. I think he would have been knocked out at minimum. And and who knows, um, you know, maybe worse. I mean, a concussion, something, but, um, you know, he's very lucky he kind of just skimmed the side of his head because it was basically just a flesh wound at that point, you know, and then it's just a matter of, OK, if we can tape it shut or glue it shut. <laughs> no, or Joe, get it no, shut. no,
3: Joe, but I am a good wrestling fan and I want you to give me likes on Twitter so they should have stopped the match so they could have, uh, you know. Giving him yeah, I mean, stitches. Look, I look, want I want Hiroki Goto and Yoshi actually standing with their arms crossed while the uh, doctors attend to Kyle Fletcher. That's what I want out of my wrestling.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, he he very clearly wasn't knocked out at any point. He he had his his full wits about him, and it was uh, he got cut. You know, he taped it up and he kept going. You know, I think if a guy gets knocked out, you got a good argument to stop a match. But you know, when these guys get cut blood's open, okay, you know, blood's okay in wrestling.
3: I, I think blood's okay in wrestling, and I think if a guy gets uh, an accidental cut. Uh, and he's bleeding, uh, maybe you can use that. And you know what they did? They fucking taped him up and he's dripping blood all over his headband and he looked incredible. It was an even better moment and an even more iconic moment that would have been lost if they stopped the fucking match to, you know, give him stitches ringside or whatever the hell they had to do. You this
2: know? undoubtedly made the match more memorable and it made the match better. And it, act- and it fired him up like he it fired him up as a performer. Oh yeah, he got back in the ring and, and he was just pounding the mat cuz I'm
3: sure he I'm sure it hurt like fucking hell, you know what I mean? And he was just ready to go, just all on adrenaline. Yeah, and yeah, adrenaline, it was great.
2: Yeah. And um he was great for the rest of the match and and Bishiman were great champions. We kind of gave up on predicting them to lose and now they lose. Of, <laughs> of course. course. Of goes. course. But um yeah, and look, Kyle Fletcher I, I've seen a lot of chatter. This you know, may have been the coming out moment for him where people kind of have their eyes open to, look, this is a future star in the business, right? Like he he very well could be a future star in the business. Um, he's still disgustingly young. He's tall. And we all know that matters a lot. Uh, the work, you know, ha- is, is obviously there and he's only going to get better. And his look has improved tenfold. I mean, when Aussie Open first broke in, to the you know the greater scene you remember how skinny oh he my was. god he was 120
3: and was, pounds soaking wet with his long hair I mean, he, and he looked he, like a door he was also like 19 years old too you know what i mean like it was
2: yeah he 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 looked like kendall windham you know he reminded me of kendall windham but um you know and davis is is look he, he he's great too he obviously doesn't have the singles upside that fletcher has for a variety of reasons but uh but but Fletcher could be a guy, and you know, I know they've been doing some shots for AEW, but it's the kind of guy where I know Tony Khan wants to play nice with his partners and everything. But you know, if these guys aren't under contract, I'd pull that guy in a room and and see if I can get him the his signature on a piece of paper because New Japan's going to sign him if you don't, you know. And then if New Japan signs him to a two or three year deal, now you now you know he's two or three years. I, I don't know. This is the kind of guy where. If, if I can get him under contract, I, I, I try to do it uh, because it's very obvious that this is a guy who has a very high ceiling and uh, and long-term potential. But yeah, this was a great match. This was a lot of people's match of the night. Um, it was right there to me with the junior match. And um, yeah, Aussie Open, you know, away we go. I think they've pretty much won over most of their detractors at this point. Um, the one, crit- if you want to be a little critical of Aussie Open, I think that uh, they're an action tag team. In other words, you know, I-, I haven't seen them work a lot of old school Southern tags where Fletcher sells and makes the hot tag. The yeah, that's, no, not what no, they do. that's not them. That's not what they do. So it- I could see someone maybe not jiving with them from that standpoint, but that's the style of New Japan tag team. I mean, New Japan's tag team division is basically Tornado Tags and has been for a long time. Um, You know, they start off as standard tag matches and then it's just fucking chaos for the last, you know, it's just all four guys just doing cool shit. That's New Japan Tags. So they fit in with this like a glove. But that is a critique. Can they work, you know, a more traditional tag team style an american (sighs) television tag team.
3: i mean i don't really care right now if they can or not because like you said they're a new that's a valid
2: argument too yeah you know it's you know that's a valid argument too you know it's it's whatever gets you over is what gets you over right that's that's really what matters but i can see someone from the standpoint of all right well they're just guys that go in there and do shit and you know from that that's like the one area you could attack them because they're great wrestlers they have exciting matches they nail all their shit. They're creative. Uh, they, if, you, if, you, if they're in a promotion, eventually they're going to get over. They have everything else. So, um, no, this was, you know, in hindsight, I'm I'm glad that Bishimon held the titles as long as they did because they had an excellent run.
3: They really reestablished and... this division. I mean, this division was in the doldrums for a long, long time. When it would just go, I mean, oh, yeah. my God. God would just... Win the World Tag League, win the titles, do nothing with them. I was like, ugh, God it it felt like we did that for I don't know, it felt like five years straight, the exact same thing. And I know it was different, and I know guys, some guys would come in, but like, man, it just felt like a very, very boring amount of time where where. And then, man, you had like, was it last year? You had Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens that had a run with it for a little bit, and. I know there was the Ocon and Cobb team that was okay, but ne- it just never felt like it had any juice. And then it just went away for, I mean, FTR had them, the titles for a while and then they just kind of, it was kind of out of sight, out of mind for a while. So yeah, you combine that with, you know, what really felt like, you know, and, and we didn't love the Dangerous Techers stuff. Like, I guess if you love the Dangerous Techers stuff, you could say, well, they were, that was great. That, but I didn't, I didn't vibe with that stuff as much as some other people did. So that didn't do much for me. So yeah, this 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 Bishman run has really felt like just a complete rejuvenation for this tag division and, and just a better and a higher working style out of of it, too. I mean, if we can get more matches like Bishamon had and a lot less, you know, Gorillas <laughs> of Destiny-type matches, uh, uh, count me in on, on caring about this division again, because it's been a very long time since I gave any shit about it.
2: Chase Owens, that was kind of his thank you for being a good soldier. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Coming to all the tours, working through the pandemic, you know what I mean? So he's an office favorite. He, he just is, because they see him as a guy who keeps his nose down, never complains, does whatever he's asked, shows up whenever they ask him to show up. So he's probably, you know, he might have a job for life as long as he wants one, you know, and that doesn't mean he's ever going to be pushed to a significant degree, but um, he is, he's absolutely an office favorite.
3: All right, so there you go. That is uh, Bishman Aussie Open. So excited to see what happens there. We'll move on to the uh, World TV title match here. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shota Umino. Zack Sabre Jr. wins in 13 minutes and 35 seconds. Of course, they're doing the 15-minute time limit thing here. Uh, So, you know, instead of every match, you know, being like quick in action, everything goes until like oh we're gonna be we might get to the time limit and then we never get to the time limit. he always kind of finishes some guy off you know in 13 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever um i don't know i've seen somebody that really really like this match i i don't know i was kind of in between on it where, where where'd you stand on uh on saber versus umino because it just i don't know it just didn't land with me
2: okay so a lot of people think sakura genesis is a show of the year contender and a really great show and i know where they're coming from i think and i thought it was a good show I think what separates the opinion of this was a really good show and this was a great show, one of the best shows of the year, is where you stand on the main event, this match, and the three-way women's match. Because I think everyone agrees that the tag match was great. You get some differing opinions on the junior match. I've seen some people who didn't like that one so much, but most people agree that that at minimum was pretty good. Now, if you thought these other three matches, the main event... The TV title match and the women's three way match were were great matches. Now I could see where you're saying this is a one of the best cards of the year. I thought they were good matches. I didn't think they were great matches. Yeah. I, I I that's where I am. Um, you know, I thought that the junior match and the tag match were undoubtedly great matches, but there were my only two quote unquote notebook matches on the show. These other matches I'd have in the three and a half, the women's three way. I'm not trying to jump ahead. I've got that at three and a quarter. I didn't even think that was anything all that special. I didn't, I didn't love it either.
3: Yeah, I didn't love it either.
2: The, this match, I had it like three and a half. And the main event, I had 3.75, which are which are really good matches. But that's the difference between a really good show and a great show. Right, right, right. Where right. That, that's it, the difference that's,
3: between, hey, I really enjoyed watching it, which I did. I loved watching Sakura Genesis. I did not feel like I wasted a second of my time. And Oh, hell no. And that's a show of the year. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't that for me either.
2: No, I can't put this on the level of Revolution or the ROH pay-per-view or, or Wrestle Kingdom or anything like that. But a lot of people are. And I see where they're coming from if you thought th- that those other three matches were great. Uh, but no, I thought this was a really good match. And um, it's, uh, yeah, like you're saying, a lot of these Sabre matches, it, it always seems to come down to very tight on the time limit. Um, and now even Kelly is kind of laughing at the idea that this was supposed to be a title built around young guys, which um, was something that I reported, but then it wasn't even a secret. like The company then came out and said it like publicly after I talked about it, but it, it hasn't been that at all. Like It hasn't been that at all. Isn't the next challenger um, some other old fuck? Who's the next challenger for this? It's, uh,
3: uh, the next challenger, I don't know if I have that in front of me right now. Let me see if I can find it. Or the, the note of chat will I'm sure let us know. Uh, as soon as possible, but uh, oh, it's uh, Tom Lawler, the young young upstart Tom Lawler is the <laughs> next. Year.
2: No, I think he has one set. Is that, uh, oh, maybe that is it. Yeah, that's this. One w- that's this Japan. weekend.
3: That's this week at Capital Collision. So I, I don't know if he's got one Does after he have that. have a Jeff but.
2: Cobb match coming at some point. I thought it was Jeff Cobb, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but the point is, neither Jeff Cobb nor Tom Lawler are uh, you know hot young stars on the rise. So uh, this title just hasn't been what they said it was going to be but uh no i thought it was a really good match i you know saber is he's saber he's you know I, he had a match against uh i, I don't want to derail but saber had a match against michael oku in rev pro on i want to give you the date uh march 26th okay that's the show where they did the, the revolution rumble the york hall show which to me that was that was a, a show with the year contender but um that match against Oku, I went four and a half. That's a must-watch match. The Zack Sabre Jr. Michael Oku match. Um But yeah, this was yeah, it's a really good match.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think I'm I'm kind of tiring of the Zach style with this title. Like I, I was really hoping that because it was the 15 minutes, there'd be a little bit more a little more juice at the beginning of the match. You know, what I mean more more of the guy the guy that's trying to defeat Sabre wants to beat him as quickly as possible. But they just seem to have like a normal ass match for eight minutes and then decide oh god we're getting kind of close all right let's go now so i i don't know i, I want a little bit more i thought these things that the 15 minute time limit would really wear on people and they'd say oh my god i gotta get going i gotta you know go fa-. and and i guess maybe that's my own expectations and it's not really fair but i don't know it just seems like we're the style is not that i mean some of the matches on the show were you know 15 minutes like that the 15 time minute time limit doesn't seem that i mean the, the tag match went 15 minutes and 30 seconds like it's it's if we're gonna have matches and everyone's gonna go you know 13 to 14 minutes then just you know the hell's the point of 50 minute time limit? <laughs> like, it's not – I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's that important or that much different where I really was hoping when this title came out. Like, all right, we're going to have some real you know, matches where the bell's going to ring and there's going to be action right away. And these guys want to just win as quickly as possible. And it just hasn't been that way with Zach Saber Jr. And that's not the way Zach's going to work either. He's going to work his, his methodical style, but I think that's going to be on his opponents. I want that style to be that these guys just know that I have this opportunity and I only have X amount of time to beat this guy. So I got to get going. I got to go. And Umino's not that guy. He's not a guy that's going to grab you by the balls and say, all right, here we go and let's have this match. Like, he's just not that kind of guy. And I did note this too in the ongoing, like, let's figure out what Umino is and if he's delivering or whatnot. They are trying everything with this guy. They are going bells and whistles as much as they can. This guy comes out through the crowd now. So they play his music and he emerges from the crowd, a la John Moxley. And now he's handing trinkets out to children he is now a dynamic dude tossing the frisbees that. out i'm just Why saying I hate this <laughs> i'm just saying we're at that point where now we're we're for we, please love this man here you go here child here's a glow stick i love you you know thank you for supporting so umino i'm just saying we're at that we're, we're at a lot of shortcuts already with my guy
2: i love that you hate i love that you hate this guy i love it i love a lot that of this shortcuts is. a lot of shortcuts that's all i'm saying for for
3: I love future superstar, future superstar. Hey kids, cheer for me. Thanks. You know, full Furumino. Just saying.
2: This is your thing. You're, he he you plays
3: know. poor wrestler. He plays poor wrestler. I, I looked him in the eyes. I told you. I saw. I that Windy City show, the New Japan show. Looked him in the eyes. He doesn't have it.
2: it's a young guy. Give him a chance, Rich. Okay, great. Go. All right. Let okay, cool. Grow.
3: Yeah. All right.
2: Maybe you're mad because he didn't hand you a trinket.
3: Yeah, he wasn't handed, he, he he just came out and was boring as fuck in that match. Yeah, he was just a boring, just had a boring, bad match with Jay White. Yeah, he did not hand out any What, what is it like? So. Is it one of
2: those? Is it one of those Lance Armstrong like Livestrong bracelets? <laughs> I, of I of forget deals, what he that was that giving
3: way? out, but I just think, I just think it's funny that we've we've entered the dynamic dudes phase of uh, Shota Umino, Where he's tossing frisbees out to the crowd. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> he did the thing a couple. weeks, because a couple of months ago he was walking out and just waving to everybody. He would come down and he waved to everybody. Hi, hi. How are you? Now he needs to be start kissing babies too. He's got to hand out trinkets, kiss babies. You know, maybe he can have I want to ri- know
2: what you thought. I want you to watch that Oku match. Tell me what you thought of the Oku match.
3: Okay. The Saber, Saber Oku? Yeah. That was, what was the date on that? Because I'm, I'm behind on my Rev Pro. I got I to.
2: Just watch the, just watch the Your Call. Rev, show, Paul, uh, Rev
3: Pro, Your Call. All
2: right. Got Revolution it. Revolution Rumble. All right. The whole show's it. great. Whole show's great.
3: Uh, But anyway, that's his. uh, That's Umino, Zack Saber Jr. So uh, let's get to the women's three way. uh, Mercedes Monet, which uh, Kevin Kelly, you got to listen to this show. He keeps calling her Monet. He's like me. It's not Monet. It's Monet, right? Yeah, he's wrong. He's wrong. He's Mercedes Monet versus Azumi versus Hazuki. It's a three way match here. Uh, IWGP Women's Title, uh, Monet, uh retains the title, defeating Azumi and Hazuki. Uh, 13 minutes and 53 seconds. I've seen a lot of different takes on this one. A lot of people like this one is all over the board. I'm actually gonna let me see if I can get uh, Cage Match up here to see uh, if that's reflected because at least in, in in the people that I've talked to and the stuff that I've followed, it's like
2: Cage Match loves it
3: okay so they, yeah they okay they mostly love it yeah 33 tens 97 nines 96 8s 37s okay so that that's almost entire wow no, almost everybody above uh at least above a seven but uh yeah so that, that okay
2: cage, cage match cage match has all the Joshi freaks though you got to remember
3: that. yeah because I, I feel like, like I've I've, I've and I'm sort of in between everybody. Like I, I didn't hate it as much as I saw it. some people disliked it, but also didn't love it. I, I, I the people going oh, ten God. out of ten, like what are you? I mean, this is not a that, ten. That's out of 10 one match. of the come yeah, on. Th- this is come on. That's
2: one of the, that's one of the greatest matches you've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> right. Watch uh, more wrestling. Okay? Yeah,
3: you got to watch more wrestling. If this is a uh, 10 out of 10 for you, that, that's nothing. that's a good little match. Like I and you know, I am more than ha- if you think, "Hey, that was really fun and they did the 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 three-way thing interestingly cuz it wasn't just one person sitting outside of the ring and two they tried to do a bunch of stuff where they're doing submissions at the same time and back and forth and in this high-speed style and you know, it reminds me of the start of high-speed style. Okay, you could do 10 out of 10. <laughs> like come on. We got to reel that in a little. That's that's pumped the fucking brakes on 10 out of 10. This was I not mean- one of the greatest matches of all time like come on
2: it's sitting at it's sitting at 8.46 which i mean all right i'm glad people really liked it i thought it was a good match i thought it was a good little match for the spot on the card um i was kind of blown away after i watched the show and then started looking at things like cage match and people's reviews and people's opinions and seeing people throwing like four and a half stars at this and i i don't know i i i I, I I had never seen this Hazuki or 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 uh how do I Azumi. How do I pronounce
3: Azumi or this Azumi A-Z-M. <laughs> in your best Brian Alvarez pro
2: voice? <laughs> yeah. I don't recall you recommending either of these people to me in the past, so I don't maybe i have watched uh, No, the no, no,
3: the no, that's wrong. I, I I recommended an Azumi match to you like three weeks ago.
2: You know, no, but I I didn't watch. I don't think I. I know you didn't yet. watch it. I'm saying. So what I'm, I no, Actually, no, did I recommend
3: these two people against each other?
2: Rich, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I've never watched them wrestle. Okay, all right. I'm just saying because you had never wrecked them before. You wrecked them like, and I didn't watch that. So. This was my first exposure to them. I actually
3: I recommended you Azumi Starlight Kid, for the record. If people are going to say, no, it was Starlight Kid and Azumi. That's what I recommended. Yes, go on. carry.
2: So I wasn't all that impressed. Like, I didn't come away from this match thinking, man, I got to see more Hazuki. I, I would be perfectly fine never watching this person wrestle again. I mean, they weren't that. It was good. It was fine. I had that three and a quarter. I thought it was a nice little match for this spot on the card. It was a three-way match, and I've seen a million of these three-way matches that are perfectly fine. I thought Mone's match against Kyrie blew this one the fuck away. I mean, I, I don't even think they're comparable. I mean, one was a legitimate great match and may have been the best match on the show that it was on and is one of the better women's matches I've seen all year. And this was just a three-way that you can see on any indie show. I mean, I, I did not think that this was anything special at all. Um, and this was not certainly not a match that's going to make me go, man, I got to get me a Stardom World subscription if this is the kind of action I'm going to get. I... I don't know, Rich. I don't think I'm ever going to get this. This this stuff is never going to land with me because if people think that this was some kind of great ten out of ten match, I, I maybe I just am never going to get it. You know, I I don't know. I was sh- I was I was genuinely shocked when I saw how much people love this. What was so great about this? I don't understand.
3: Yeah, I I didn't I didn't love it. I, I thought it was fine, but it's 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 always going to have a ceiling for me on a three-way match. Like I just would have preferred one on one and and. uh uh, I'm always going to prefer that but you know I, I think the way that they did this style was creative in terms of them both being you know everybody being in the ring together kind of an old school way that they used to do the the, the three-way dances or whatever before they you know WWE kind of set the standard for this is how the style is going to be and this is what you know things are going to happen and one guy's going to be outside and while these two people fight they're going to break up the pin and and and, and do that so um I don't know. It just, it, I just didn't. It was over and I was like, all right, yeah, that was fine. Yeah. And I was with you. I was like, I'm interested to see what people say about this. And I went on and everyone's like, what a masterpiece, unbelievable. And I'm like, really? All right. Well, okay. I mean, I, I think, I think, you know, Monet has had better matches, way, way, way better. I mean, this is, if this is 10 out of 10, then what the fuck is that Kyrie match? You know, because that match fucking rocked. Like, so what is that, man? What, if this what, is 10 what, out of 10, like, where are we going with that uh, Kyrie match?
2: What's Takeover Brooklyn?
3: <laughs> right. That's a 900 out of ten then. It's just it like yeah. A ten
2: out of ten. I mean, I you know. Um so anyway, I want to talk about the post match because um who's this who's this lady that comes out?
3: Uh Mayu Iwatani is uh is who came out.
2: Okay. So Mayu Iwatani comes out basically looking like she just rolled out of bed.
3: she is wearing like like, a hoodie and stuff
2: okay so let me talk about this so (laughs) i
3: i I was like oh uh, joe ain't gonna like this this, you know how the wokes aren't gonna like this one joe like I, i i saw that and i was like ah joe's not gonna like the hoodie that's not gonna go good
2: no i mean no i i mean i'm not doing a bit here like looking like a star is important and matters she looked like she rolled out of bed she's wearing an oversized sweatshirt like sweatpants her hair is like it looks. It looks like she, like just woke up. She looked like a, a college kid who didn't have class that day, and what and binge watched season three of Grey's Anatomy, and you know got up at eleven a.m., wanted to watch some McDreamy, so put on the, the Grey's Anatomy, watched it for seven hours, then you know
1: uh,
2: hops in the car, in the clothes that she slept in to pick up some McDonald's to bring home to start season four of Grays and Adam and she has no energy she's just dragging ass to the ring has this boring stare down doesn't look like a star I mean she looked like somebody walked out of the crowd and and uh and and, and, and hopped in the ring to challenge. like looking like a star and coming across like a star matters in this business and I can just tell you from somebody, who couldn't pick Mayu Iwatani out of a lineup and doesn't give a shit about Mayu Iwatani? This did nothing to make me care about Mayu Iwatani. She didn't look like a star. She didn't look like a physical threat. She didn't look like uh, anything special. And this didn't fire me up for this match. You know, she looked like shit. She didn't elicit any excitement once she got into the ring. And, and, I understand. Look, people are fired up for this match, and I know who she is. She's a big star, right? I you know saw her in Ring of Honor. She won,
3: you know, was on the MSG show. Uh, I'm sure you saw her. you saw you saw her live, very close.
2: Up I guess in... so. I don't really remember, her, but I I I'm sure I've seen her wrestle. I know that people say she's great. And listen, maybe the match is going to be phenomenal. I hope it is.
3: Right. Okay. And I just want to say there. Uh, at dot Scott Edwards wrote a really 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 good piece about the the history of the two and and how they kind of link together and parallels and that sort of stuff. So if you are excited about the match or, or anticipating the match or trying to figure out if you're you know what 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 the match really means uh, we do have a great article up at, uh, at VoicesRice.com about it from Scott Edwards so
2: yeah so uh, there's people in our chat saying um uh, let me read you some of these with Mayu, she often literally did just get out of bed. Is what one person says. Then someone says, "Yeah, that sounds like Mayu Iwatani." It <laughs> does
3: not sound like somebody that I really want to so, watch right, wrestle. Then. So listen, yeah, uh,
2: is this her? Is her gimmick is just that she doesn't give a shit? Is that her gimmick? I, I, is is her gimmick that she's like sort of a Naito like figure that's just like her whole deal is that she's nonchalant? Because maybe that's what I'm missing here. But I'm like she she just wasn't very impressive to me is all I'm saying and it, it you know um okay, so here's what someone else said uh Mayu's very much a proponent of the sonata style effortlessly lazy look oh. so this is her guilt or I'm asking you, but maybe you don't even I, know. I, I don't know I, I know how
3: she works. I like I know her wrestling style and 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 I've always enjoyed that uh I don't I don't know I've never. She's never come across as lazy to me. I don't know anything about her, like, out of the ring style or anything like that. I, I don't know anything about that. So, All right, So, they're um, if that's what people say, i the fine. Great. Yeah.
2: In the chat, they're telling us that she's, uh, that this is like part of her persona, I guess. Okay. So, I, we are always per-
3: going to be a podcast. I'm always going to like people that care too much. I like people that care way too much about being great pro wrestlers. That will always be me. So,
2: if this is her persona, I'll cut her a break because if this is, sort of the image she projects and it's intentional and this is kind of her deal and it has gotten her over well then what the fuck, right like like i can't parachute in and be like oh right, well, this right, is right. never gonna work right but i'm just saying as someone who has barely been exposed to this wrestler i couldn't have come across less impressed with this challenge than i did it looked like someone who didn't want to be there but this could be me comically just missing the point if this is who she is and what she is, you know? So, um, I accept that that could be the case. So moving on,
3: there we go. All right. So, uh, real quickly, we'll go through the rest of this card. Cause I don't think anything else really uh, stood out. You had a, uh, the opening match was a, a six man tag kind of, Booked out of, you know, I, I, some relationship they had with a TV network or what I didn't fully know what was going on here, but it was great Okan, Minoru Suzuki, and Toru Yano uh, defeating El Desperado, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Yo. So a little bit of like mixed people in the match or whatever. I don't know. Did you have any strong thoughts about this match? It was just kind of for, you know, mostly done for laughs and Yano being scared with his, you know, teammates and stuff, but I, I don't know. It was.
2: Fine. Oh, the, the like the, the the mystery vortex. Yeah, a little match. mystery
3: vortex type deal. It was,
2: yeah, it's just a fun way to start the show. It's it's the kind it's a different thing that they've kind of done in the past where the, the, this is like runs totally counter the way they do business. But um the crowd was in the way and it was it was an opener. What do you want me to do? You want me to trash it because it wasn't a salad <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a fun little opener. Uh
3: then you have uh United Empire. Uh it was Aaron Hernari. Uh, Francesco Akira and Jeff Cobb defeating the House of Torture, evil show uh and Yujiro Takahashi who is just is Yujiro getting worse like by the day?
2: He's I don't need He's, he's a, really he's bad. We gotta no, move it's...
3: on. We gotta figure out something else that, that it's
2: this... it's it's listen, it's huge, huge. If you keep him out of the G1, I don't give a fuck about <laughs> I that guess either. that's fine. Yeah, he's just because what's he gonna do? He's gonna work these six man's on the undercard and lose, and, and, you know,
3: just, yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. Just, just
2: don't, just don't put him in the G1 and I don't give a fuck. You know.
3: <laughs> it just seems like he's getting worse by the day. And it's just like, man, uh, anyway, uh, just five guys, Duki, Taichi, and Yoshinobu Kanomoro defeats L.I.J., Bushi, Shingo, and Naito,
2: which all makes a ton of sense, you know, by the end of the show, you know, these two on opposite sides. And then we got Duki challenging Naito and they will wrestle a singles match on, um, which, which show is the Dookie? That
3: is April on... Uh, April 27th. Yes, the April 27th show.
2: April 27th. So um, that'll be a fun little singles match with Naito and Dookie, and then Naito, presumably, um, you know, on May 3rd, will come out and challenge Hiromu. Uh, Sonata, that is. Um, someone in the chat had an interesting idea. What if? What if we're all just taking that for granted because it makes too much sense? And it's actually Shingo that comes out to challenge Sonata. Because that would make some sense too, right?
3: Mm. It would, yeah. I think it, it depends on how quickly you think. Because you're saying the Naito thing happens and he's losing this title. Like like the second Naito comes out of that curtain, he's losing that title to Naito, right? Like at whatever that next show is, Dominion or whatever it's going to be, he's losing if that it, title.
2: It's Naito Sonata? Yeah. I would say that Naito would be the betting line favorite, but... Um,
3: so I guess if you yeah. want... Yeah, it could be Shingo, but but you, you would not have Shingo beating Sonata. You'd have Shingo losing to Sonata, correct?
2: I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I just, based on the booking patterns of the company, I don't think Sonata is long for the title. Uh, I don't know what sense it would make to go right back to go to shingle when he's doing this King of Pro Wrestling. Stuff. That's what I mean.
3: So, ma- but maybe he's got to get um, through some of the other LIJ guys. He starts out at the bottom and then kind of works his way up until you know the so kingpin there Naito. is night. Naito. Yeah. And so, so that way you can give him a little bit more of a prolonged reign. Like you said, you could go to King of Pro Wrestling if you want to. You can go into the fall. Uh, If you really, really, truly want to, but yeah, he's got to finally face the the final boss of Lij, and it's Naito, and and he can't do that. He loses to Naito because you, you know, I I think you probably can get a few more months out of this story, and I think people would want to see that too. I think people would like to see Sonata kind of work his way up through the unit. So yeah, maybe maybe this Shingo.
2: I would I would like to see that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think that the 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 thing here is I think that the Naito Doki match is the tip off that the next challenger is Naito. That's what I would say to that.
3: Just a nice clean singles it. match or whatever. Yeah, it makes
2: it makes sense. Yeah, against against the guy in Sonata's unit, right? It all just makes too much sense. Like that's the tip off to me. But I thought that that was an interesting proposal by the whoever that was. I'm sorry, I don't, I missed the name, but whoever it was in the chat, for sure, who pitched that, um, and worth bringing up. Anyway,
3: I think we got. Oh, sorry. And then there was the uh, of course big big story here. Uh Ball club. David Finley. Phantasmo Kenta. Uh, defeating the girls, the destiny of Hikuleo, Tamatanga, and Master Wato. But more importantly, after the match, the further fracturing of the Bullet Club uh, as El Phantasmo gets turned on. Uh, by, you know, he starts, you know, David Finley is attacking after the bell. El Phantasmo was like, all right, chill, chill. We don't need to be beating these guys up that much. Like, it's all right. It's all right. And then, you know, him and Finley get into, you know, a shoving match. They start beating each other up. Then Kenta starts to break it up. But then Kenta kicks El Phantasma in the nuts and then puts him in to go to sleep. Uh, and then finally you get uh, Taiji Shimori who comes out and is like, no, 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 no. Come on. Stop, stop, stop. And then he too turns. Uh, on El Fantasma. So, so what do you think about this? How do you like this? I mean, this was the crowd as the match was going on was getting way into you know El Fantasma. As we've always said that he would be a mega, mega baby face whenever they do want to turn him. After the match, the crowd was way into him as well, chanting ELP, ELP, ELP as he's getting beaten down by the Bullet Club. Uh, I like this. I think this can go a lot of really fun ways, and I'm I'm more interested in this bullet club drama than I've been in any bullet club drama uh, in, in in a very very long time. So yeah, where, where do you see this all kind of ending up, and 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 how do you flesh this out if you're if you're booking?
2: This was an incredible angle. This was great. Uh, this just worked, and I thought everyone here was fantastic, including Ishamori who came down, and again it looked like he was going to take Phantasmo's side, but then he kicked him in the balls. You know those guys had been tag team partners. And, again, if you're a longtime listener to this show, ELP going babyface and ELP, you know, uh, potentially getting a push out of this should not be a surprise to you. I mean, we've been telling you from day one that this guy was eventually going to be a babyface. And, it, look, they we talked a few a few months ago about how he was basically given this – he's been given the same kind of booking as a lot of guys before him who started off as heel juniors. And then, you know, they were setting him up for a turn and then they do the turn and, you know, they move up the heavyweight and then do the turn in some, in whatever order, right? And now you have a heavyweight baby face. And it was very obvious that they've been setting him up for this for a long time. And as we've said a million times, when, when they scouted him, when Gato discovered him, he was working as a babyface. I, He can be, like, New Japan fans don't know this yet, but he can be a very effective babyface. And Gato likes to bring guys in as heels and get him over that way first. And that's what they did. And he was a phenomenal heel, a very different kind of heel than, you know, you typically see in new Japan. And it's funny because he was so hated. And then he eventually started his heel routine started to get over with fans. And then it became obvious that, you know, the turn was going to come sooner or later. And here it is. And, you know, they were teasing, you know, who's going to be the bullet club leader. Is it going to be Finley? Is it going to be Fantasmo? They were cutting promos on each other. And then it all came to a head here in a major building, on a major show. And I thought the angle came across great. I thought, I think ELP is going to be an excellent baby face in this company. I think fans are going to be into him as a baby face. And as you said, they were already yeah. on this show. I thought that Kenta and Taiji Ishimori as goons were incredible in the angle. And I thought that David Finley was great here. And Finley, as I talked about at the top, and I'm not going to repeat all my same points. I think he's doing so great in this new role, and uh, and and he's just grabbing it by the throat. And it, and I think he looks better. I think he's he's is is wrestling is more intense. What I'd like to see out of him now, though, is he has a lot of good matches, but almost never has great ones. Take these matches by the throat and start having some great matches because he's capable of that. So. That's kind of like the last missing ingredient with him. But he's coming across like a star the more he settles into this role. And this was a guy that I was ready to hand wave and say, just get him out of here. He's, you know. But it's working. It's working. And um, I thought this angle was was great. And another reason why this was a really good show and why some people think it was a great show, because you had all these great matches and you had a killer angle. To go along with it so uh yes yeah, current genesis was a winner
3: yeah for sure
2: and you know new japan this is not your big brother's new japan i'll finish with this this is not your big brother's new japan okay people sitting around waiting for you know 2014 new japan again that's not what this is that era is over it's over i wrote about that era being over before the pandemic
3: <laughs> february 2020 okay? you wrote about it yeah
2: When Naito beat Okada in the Dome, that era was done. And the new arcs and the new stories and the new era began. And the pandemic kind of slowed some of this shit down. And it derailed Ibushi. It derailed Shingo. It derailed Osprey. But now we're out of the pandemic. We've elevated Sonata. We're getting back on track. Gato's doing the things he's been wanting to do. He does another turn here on this show with the LP. We're in a new era, okay? But New Japan is back. Is it back to 2014? No, because that era is over. And we were very lucky. And we would say it a million times in real time. Enjoy it while it's happening. Because this is one of the greatest eras in the history of wrestling. That, whatever you want to call it. The Road era, the Okada era, the, the Kidani, well, However you want to term it. But, you know, and wherever you want to start it. You know, I like to say, Wrestle Kingdom 2012. Okay. You want to take it back to Wrestle Kingdom 2011 when Tanahashi beat Kojima? Okay. But somewhere in that neighborhood, you want to make it a month later when Okada beats Tanahashi? Okay. We could debate the start point, but it's going to be in that general time frame. And the end point was Naito beating Okada in that dome. And that is one of the greatest errors of wrestling that anybody listening to this will ever see in their lifetimes. It is. And we were very lucky it lasted as long as it did. Because a lot of times these things are fleeting. Jim Crockett was hot for about fucking 24 months. That's all it was. And people still talk about it today. What was it? Maybe if you're generous, what, 85 to 88?
3: Like true hot? I would say the true hot, if I'm being as generous as possible, yeah, it would be 80, 85 to 88. Yeah, but by 89, it's it's,
1: 85 to 88. Yeah, by 89, 89, no. And
3: 84, probably not. Yeah, 85 to 88, probably.
2: You know, when Dusty comes in the book in 85 and until about sometime in 88 when they started burning out some of the talents, that's all, you know, and, 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 you know, look at how long this era, this was great. You know, it was really something special. And I tried to stress to people, enjoy it while it's happening. And then New Japan for a while, you know, the pandemic got in the way. I'm not going to argue it was great during that time, but I think it's back, but this is a different era. This is a different era. With a new cast of characters. And the ones that are holdovers are in different positions now. This era of New Japan isn't going to be about Tetsuya Naito. And his story. It isn't necessarily going to be about Okada. And it doesn't mean those guys aren't going to be at the top. Of course they are. But they're going to be in different roles. And we're going to see some different stories emerge. a different era now. But I do believe. And I was ready. I was ready to say it at Wrestle Kingdom rich you weren't ready rich so i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna put you on the spot is new japan back
3: oh yeah no they're back they're back there it is they're back they're fun again they're interesting again the crowds being hot it helps i mean it, it the crowd connection that new japan has compared to a lot of these other companies like you and we watch a lot of these other companies or whatever but it's just a different animal when these guys these are these are superstars you know what i mean some of these guys here are just like the dude and and the crowds come they fill the buildings up, and they just go nuts, and yeah, it's just a different level. Productions on a different level, and and yeah, the high end work uh, that some of the guys have are, are just yeah, they're just way better than 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 some of these other. So yeah, they're they're back, they're back in a in a big way, and it's fun. It, it, you know, I'm enjoying watching them again. I'm enjoying watching uh, New Japan again, and that's it. It felt like it has been a while since I I've, I've done that, so very happy uh, to to finally be back. But yeah, like you said, it's a little different. It, you know, it's got a little bit of a different coat of pain. It's not exactly the same stuff, but that's fine, man. You know what I mean that that that's um, Yeah, you know, th- th- that's fine. You know, it, I can, I can, I can enjoy, I can really enjoy this brand. And, and I think there's a lot of the fun. I think a lot of people that are elevating are fun. And I think a lot of talent that's coming in here is, is, is super interesting. So yeah, I, I'm liking it. And, and yeah, they're back. They're back for sure. And, uh, excited to see, uh, where the rest of the year, uh, their year goes and they're, um, you know, talk about their upcoming shows. They got a lot of stuff coming up, uh, in the next couple of weeks and months here. Uh, this weekend, they're going to America. Both these shows are going to be streaming on VoicesOfWrestling.com slash fight. Uh, so if you're going to run fights, make sure you use VoicesOfWrestling.com slash fight. April 15th, Capital Collision from Washington, D.C. Uh, the main event is going to be the Motor City Machine Guns, defending the New Japan Strong Openweight titles uh, against Hiroshi Tanahashi and Okada, as well as Aussie Open. So that's a fun little match there. You got uh, Motor City Machine Guns, Tanahashi and Okada, and Aussie Open all uh, in that match. New Japan strong open weight title.
2: What do you think of... Oh, go um, ahead. What do you think of this Okada-Tanahashi tag team? Remember a few years ago when Chaos first kind of... They, they, they really went babyface and it wasn't even like a tweener kind of role anymore and Okada and Tanahashi teamed for a while. But now this is Okada and Tanahashi where Tanahashi is like at the pin-eater stage of his career. Yeah. It's interesting. Right? It is.
3: It is. Yeah. And I... I, I, I I like the team. I'm interested to buy it because it's, it's a way for that, you know, to get immediate star power in any type of match, like because it's those two guys. But it yeah. also keeps them out of the main title picture, which I think is a very, very smart thing. We talked about it when they did it at the time, too, that it was a, a genius way because these guys have just such presence. And if they're going to be on the show, it's just like you're always thinking, oh, man, you know, let's get a big time match with Okada. Let's get a big time match with Tanahashi. And this is a really easy way to have them in a big time match, but also keep them away from the top, top tier stuff. And, and I think, you know, the inclusion of Aussie Open in this match, too, makes it, you know. A potential, but like Tanahashi's probably going to get pinned here, right? Like, look at, look at. I if, think he's
2: yeah. Like, yeah.
3: and that's why I said he's like, like, like to your point, which is mind-boggling because you're like, oh well, Aussie opens in there, yeah, but they just won the IWGP <laughs> Tag Titles, so they're not, they're not losing. losing. They're uh, not losing. I don't think that Tanahashi and Okada are winning the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Titles. Maybe I'm wrong, but. I don't think that's happening so I think Tana and that is a what a weird position that is going to be where Tanahashi is now the pin eater like you said but but that's where we're at but but what I like about it is you still are injecting star power into that main event you're still injecting star power uh into that show and they can kind of get them out at the same time and And I like it there and it's a fun story too the way that they played it out with Bishima where they're like yeah we're kind of like trying to learn how to team but we don't really know what we're doing and we're not exactly tag team wrestlers which is an easy way to have them lose matches without it you know Feeling like it's it's too out of place for Okada and Tanashi to lose. It's like, well, you know, they're not a tag team, and they're facing these other well-oiled tag teams. Like they're facing the Motor City Machine Guns, who've been a team for twenty plus years. They're facing Aussie Open, who've been a team, you know, for years and years and years. So uh, it makes sense that these guys would lose in a tag match with with established teams. So I like it. It, it, it. It's interesting for sure. Uh, New Japan's New Japan strong openweight title, Kenta versus Eddie Edwards. Man, in another era, can you imagine Kenta versus Eddie Edwards? Uh, unfortunately, we're in 2023, so I can't say I'm super, super excited for Kenta uh, and Eddie Edwards. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You,
2: you know why it's an interesting match, though, is this will be Eddie Edwards' first New Japan, like real New Japan match. Not joint shows at WrestleMania weekends or any of this other bullshit. This is Eddie Edwards booked on a New Japan show eddie edwards was very much a noah guy for like a decade and a half he's a former ghc heavyweight champion um i think he may have been the first foreign or first american ghc heavyweight champion right oh no no um Am I forgetting someone in the super early days? Nah, you know I I think he was. I think he was. I remember us talking
3: about at the time. It was kind of weird. Like nobody would have thought like he was going to be a trivia question later when you would ask that and somebody would go, "Ah, you know," and rack their brain. But no, I'm I'm going through the list right now, and yeah, yeah, he's it. Yeah, for sure.
2: And and you know he hasn't wrestled in Noah since 2019, since before the pandemic, and obviously. The pandemic changed a lot of things. Noah is not the same company it was when Eddie Edwards was a regular there. It's not, you know, it 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 it's been three different companies since he was a regular there. Since he's been the champion in 2017 or whatever that was. Um, it might have been earlier than that, right? When was he champion? Probably 2017. Uh,
3: 2017 for Eddie Edwards. He was yeah. August 27, 2017, defeated Nakajima. So
2: we're like, we're two different ownership and front oh, office <laughs> August tw- 2017
3: to today. Good Lord. Yeah, we're all over the place.
2: Two or three different ownership groups and you know, it's it so I do think it's significant from that standpoint because yeah, Eddie Edwards isn't the guy he used to be and now he's this weirdo with a Singapore cane who wrestles in fucking pants and and all that. But he really was sort of the you know, American Heart and soul of of Noah, he was like the gaijin heart and soul of that company for a long time, and now he's wrestling for a New Japan title on a New Japan show against, ironically enough, a for another former Noah <laughs> right, right Kenta. Yeah. Like Kenta versus Eddie Edwards in another timeline would be headlining an American Noah show.
3: Right? It'd be Ameri- it either be a new a, a Ring of Honor show from like. You know, two thousand and eight, or or two thousand seven, or whatever, or yeah, like you said, a a, a strange like twenty fourteen, you know, Noah show or something like that. It's 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 pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, so I just thought think it's a very significant match from that standpoint. And as as recently as twenty nineteen or so, I remember being at one of the Impact pay per views in Texas um, uh, on you know uh, working media. And Eddie Edwards was doing was taking media questions, and I remember him as recently as then talking about how Noah is his Japanese home, and Noah will always be his Japanese home because I think Mike Johnson asked him, "Are you booked for Noah coming? Are you gonna when he when we're gonna see you back in Noah?" And of course, this was pre-pandemic, and and he gave this long answer of how he loves Noah and that's his home, and he never went back. He never went back, and. And, and now he's working a new Japan show.
3: Uh, also on this show quickly, I'll run these down here. You got L I J Hiromu and Tetsuya Naito versus just five guys, Sonata and Yoshinobu Kanamoro So they're bringing out everybody, man. This is a, you know, like this isn't one of those old classic, you know, new Japan in America things where like half the rosters that, you know, this is, you got every, you got Tanahashi no Kata, you got, uh, you know, uh, Hiromu, Naito, you got Sonata, the new IWGP world heavyweight champion. um, Unfortunately, Ken was probably taking that <laughs> pitfall there, but yeah, that's fine. It's all right. That's what he's in just five guys for. Uh, Tomura Ishii versus El Desperado. Uh, the New Japan World TV title match Zack Sabre Jr. defending against Tom Waller. Now, the reason that we were having trouble in our notes figuring this out is because New Japan did the gimmick where Zack Sabre Jr. is going to face Jeff Cobb at Dontaku, but it's not officially a title match yet. Because Zack Sabre Jr. hasn't defended this title yet. So you are correct that when Zack Sabre Jr. does defeat Tom Lawler, that he will go on to Dontaku do and face Jeff Cobb for the title or, or, or defend yeah, the title against Jeff be, Cobb. Yeah, it's so. obviously going to be a title match. Right, like, but it he's wasn't he's officially. Done. The reason it's not in our notes as such is because New Japan is, right. is, you know, from kayfabe style. They're like, whoa, whoa, we can't, you know, can't declare it a title again, match, my, my, can't sign it. My, a, a, can't go pen to paper on a title match when well, you still have to defend this title, sir.
2: Yeah, and the greater point here is again, Tom Lawler and Jeff Cobb are like forty year olds. <laughs> right. Okay? Tom Lawler
3: is I think he's forty, if not thirty-nine, and, and and Jeff Cobb, I believe, is exactly forty. So yeah. Right. Not so a young I, title. I just
2: they just fucking flat out lied about what this title is gonna be. <laughs> right. But I tell you what, they've kept their word on New Japan World. Every Zach Saber Jr. title defense has been free on that service. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I don't know if people are listening, if you're not New Japan World subscribers and you just want to watch some free wrestling, every one of those television title matches is free. No matter where they take place in the world, they they put them up and they're free. So I would assume these would be too. Um, but I guess we're going to find out. Good test case to see if a fight show. No, because he he, he does have a, I forget what match it was. But.
3: Uh, yeah, man. What was that? I, I know. What you, I, yeah. Because I was kind of, I was like, well, this one surely is not going to be on here, but it was. But then it was on there. Right. Yeah.
2: Let me me see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, see if
3: you can figure out that match Um, while I run down the rest of this card here. Um, But yeah, you can look up, if you just type in New Japan World into YouTube, the first match that comes up is English and Japanese. Full match, Zack Sabre Jr. vs. Shotumuno, right now. So, 18 hours ago, uploaded by them.
2: Oh, you know what it was? The Blake Christian match from ROH. Oh,
3: interesting. Okay.
2: yeah, And that is on New Japan World for free. That was it. And, And the Clark Connors battle in the Valley. That might be the one you're thinking of. And that was a fight
3: show. Yes, right? that was it. Yeah, that, that was the one. Because I knew it was a fight show that I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. That's going to be a little weird legality-wise. But no, okay, it's on there. So,
2: Because the ROH, those shows, I believe, like Dynamite, air on New Japan World anyway, if you live in Japan. You know, region, you know. But yeah, the Clark Connors one is the probably one you're thinking of. So this Lawler match will be on New Japan World at some point for free.
3: Uh, also on the show, like this booking here, A.R. Fox against David Finley. A.R. Fox uh, and David Finley. Uh, Fred Rosser versus Juice Robinson. Uh, and then some tag matches to get us started here. The Jet Setters, Kevin Knight and Kushida, uh, Gabe Kidd, Mike Bailey, and Volador Jr. <laughs> versus uh, Chuck Taylor, Leo Rush, Rocky Romero, Clark Connors, and the DKC. Man, what a, what a lot of guys in that match, man. Volador Did Jr., Chuck the... Taylor. <laughs> I love it. This is great.
2: Did you see the... Uh hair match?
3: Uh, for, no, I have not yet. I have not watched it yet, no.
2: Wasn't that good?
3: No. Damn.
2: No. They did a um, they did a four-way gimmick to set it. Like, they did a four-way elim- reverse elimination. Like, if you score a pin, you're out, and then the last two guys left have to have the hair match. that did that kind of deal. And it was very obvious it was going to be Rocky and Volador, right? Like, yeah, right. So, so just do it. So so why, just go
3: right to that match. <laughs> what are we doing?
2: Yeah. So the four way was anticlimactic; and wasn't that good. And then the mat the 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 when it came down to the final two, I mean it was okay, but it was nothing special. Uh pretty deflating for what had been a pretty good feud. Um now remember Fred Rosser, Juice Robinson cost him the title against Kenta. Yes. So that's why they're they're that's just not some random match. No, no, no. no yeah, that's a
3: pretty important match.
2: And I think Tomohiro Ishii versus Despi can be a really great match. That's you know. That's one that I've got circled. They're only going to get 12 or 13 minutes, but, and then um, West Coast wrecking crew versus TMDK in the opener. In this case, it's bad Tito and Shane Hayes. So um, that's capital collision on Friday or Saturday. Uh,
3: That is going to be the 15th, which I believe is Saturday. Indeed. So Saturday for that one. So it's
2: Saturday and and then Sunday in Philly.
3: Yep. Sunday at the 2300 arena in Philadelphia. Uh, Not as good of a card, I would say. If you're in uh, D.C., you're going to get a little bit of a better card. Uh, You got Leo Rush and Tomaru Ishii and uh, Harus Tanahashi versus United Empire. Uh, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and TJP. Uh, You have an IWGP U.S. heavyweight title. Number one contendership tournament match. Lance Archer versus Juice Robinson. Uh, you are going to get uh, an Orange Cassidy versus Gabriel Kidd uh, AEW international title match, though, on that uh, collision in Philadelphia. Uh, you also get Chase Owens and Kenta versus uh, Hiromu and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, Fred Roster and Rocky Mirror versus uh, Sonata and Yoshibu Kanemaru. uh Team Filthy versus uh, t- uh, TMDK. Uh, Tracy Williams versus Alex Coglin, pure rules. And then Delirious and Kevin Knight versus El Desperado. Uh, and Volador Jr. So uh, not as good not on any level whatsoever. <laughs> Definitely uh, better uh, the, the collision, uh, Capital Collision than, than Collision in Philadelphia. But uh, yeah, you know.
2: Well, the, the AEW and ROH involvement is interesting with the AEW international title match and the Pure Rules match mm-hmm. with, the, with the ROH guys. It's interesting, too, that Sonata, the world champion, is working in the middle on both of these shows. Now, I understand that these lineups were before he won the title. I get that. But I also think that they recognize that he's an, isn't any kind of special draw in the United States, and the, the the people that they think are, you know, your Tanahashis of the world, are the ones that are working on top here. Now you're doing Lance Archer, Juice Robinson. The other match is Will Ospreay versus Tanahashi, and they're putting that one off until Osprey can get fully healed. So the obvious speculation is, well, Will Ospreay win this tournament, and then they'll do an Omega match either at Forbidden Door. Or Wembley, or all out, or wherever the fuck. I mean, that's what's happening, right? I mean, Osprey's winning this little tournament.
3: I I think so. Yeah, right now they they have it pegged for March. uh, uh, Sorry, May twenty first in Long Beach. That's when they're going to do Resurgence, and that is the plan to have you know Tanahashi versus Osprey. So hopefully Osprey is good to go by you know by by now. But uh, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. uh, uh, Yeah, a month and a half more. Yeah, he he, uh, seems to be that that'll be okay. But we'll. uh, uh, we'll see. And then, yeah, obviously, someone's going to win that, and then they're going to face Kenny Omega. So, you know, Forbidden Door. It's, it's Will Ospreay for his Forbidden Door, right?
2: You think it'll be Forbidden Door, right? I think so. I know uh, that you I could mean, do it at... Wembley?
3: Yeah. But Forbidden I mean, Door, I mean, I'm I'm mean sure. you're I... doing a lot of work to help AEW in that sense, whereas Forbidden Door, you're, you're kind of helping each other in, in a way.
2: I don't know. Yeah, you know, the thing about it is... AEW, AEW's guy won the first one in in the Tokyo Dome, okay? New Japan has to get something back here. So, from that standpoint, you wouldn't think, I mean, well, well, AEW, okay, it's interesting because New Japan has to get a win back, but AEW probably wants that match at some point too. In other words... I don't think they're going to wait again until Wrestle Kingdom to do the match. because Oh, Tony no, 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 because no. you got it Omega last Oscar time.
3: No, we're, we're getting it this time. Yeah. We're selling we're selling pay-per-views and tickets for this one now. You know, you had it the but first some, time we have it this time.
2: But at some point, the other guy has to win, too. Yeah. Like, so it's interesting from that standpoint. So um it would make sense for any of these shows. I'm not going to complain if it happens.
3: No, either one. Either one forbidden. will be fine. Or, either one will be
2: fine. Or if they even do All Out, which they... they allegedly they're doing it all out oh uh, you know what ways, actually
3: so. i agree joe they should do it at all out those other shows are stupid and dumb they should do it at all out in chicago i agree i'm with you it's the only place that it should be done uh, yeah, well, not in sure canada too, i mean what connection so. to you know canada and the united kingdom will osprey and kenny omey i mean there's nothing there there's no you know, no connection with either of those guys chicago though obviously uh those guys just bleed uh chicago blue and, and red and you know whatever our flag the colors of our flag you know so. the,
2: You know, the crazy part, though, about this, you know, they have to trade wins or whatever, is I think Will Ospreay is going to be an AEW wrestler next year because his contract's up in January. And I think the time is now for him to sign with AEW because he'll be turning 30 this year. He's obviously has the injuries racking up. He's already changed his style to some degree to account for that. This is usually the time where wrestlers like him say, okay, I'm cashing in. I got to cash
3: out. Let me get, let me get my big payday at least. And then, you know,
2: yeah. And the beauty of this for him is, you know, he'll, he'll have, he'll, he'll, it'll be a bidding war between WWE and AEW new Japan. will have to sit it out because they won't be able to pay him what those two companies can pay him. And if he stays with AEW, he can still work new Japan. He could just do what Kenny's doing right
3: now, where he pops in whenever he (laughs) gets, he could still win titles and do a lot of stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Moxley does the same thing, you know? And, and it's like, I think that might be enticing to him where he gets the best of both worlds. He clearly loves working in Japan and he loves the creative freedom of working in companies that aren't WWE. And he can make, he can get the bag as they say on the streets, rich, if he signs with AEW while still having the ability to work New Japan. And I would imagine that that's very enticing to him. But if I were Will Ospreay, I'd be sending feelers to WWE right now.
3: Of course. I mean, that's it's what you'd be smart to do it.
2: Get them in the mix and say, hey, look, this is when my contract's up. And they might be eyeballing him already, for all we know. And play those two sides and then, you know, get your seven figure deal out of Tony if that's what you want. And I'm sure Tony would love to have him. I mean, there's a lot of people who have a lot of weird opinions about Will Ospreay that we don't do that here. Okay. If you don't think Tony Khan is frothing at the mouth to get his hands on Will Ospreay, I mean, you're, you're out of your mind. You're lost. I you're mean, absolutely lost. The, the guy's been the best wrestler in the world for the better part of the last half decade. And just look how Tony already books the guy and uses him. I mean, it's very clear. You'd be a fool not to want Will Ospreay. So
3: anytime he comes, he's in his main events. <laughs> he's like a featured main well, eventer even every bad, time he like, walks in,
2: it, it, not even necessarily that, but here's the other thing too. Like he's almost always in the best match on the show when he comes to AEW, like he's undoubtedly one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I would argue obviously that he's been the best wrestler in the world, probably for five years. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, He's a me- he's a, he's he's a he's a he's a, he's a uh, mega star in Japan, a legitimate headliner there. There's no reason to think that if he was in AEW full time, he wouldn't become a top guy there. So, um, you know, I, I would think that I, my gut—I I know nothing. Okay, I don't know a thing. I've never had a conversation with Will Ospreay in my life, and believe me, he don't want to talk to me. That, wh- what I, my gut is telling me is he will be an AEW wrestler. AW contracted wrestler in 2024. I just feel like the timing's right. You know, I don't think it would be wise to sign another two or three year deal with New Japan and put that off through two or three more years. Number one, you don't know what the landscape is going to look like in two or three years. The landscape changes like every three months with this shit. With Vince and the sale and it's just so fluid. And we know that the big money is on the table right now. You look what Jay White just did. Yet both companies interested in him and took presumably whatever was the best deal that he thought was for him. And, you know, Osprey and, and gives you the most flexibility.
3: If, if you're somebody that truly loves this, this business, like I know Will Osprey does. It's like you get so much more flexibility with an AEW, you know, if, if especially if they're going to have those connections to all those different companies and, and, and maintain those those connections. Like there's just so much more you can do with an AEW than you can with WWE right now.
2: That's yeah, less restrictive. You know, that's the other thing, too. He can still work rev pro. If he goes to AEW, you know, so forget Japan. I mean, forget, you know, there's that factor too, where he's obviously very much involved both in front of the camera and behind the camera with Rev. And he wouldn't have to give that up either because AEW has a loose relationship with Rev Pro. There's AEW titles have been defended on Rev Pro shows. Rev Pro has a relationship with New Japan. So they're all kind of in the same circle. It just makes too much sense, right? So I I feel like, and I feel like now's the time. I I don't think it would be a wise business move to commit to New Japan for two or three more years because you don't know what things are going to look like in two or three more years. And you know you can get the money now and you could have your cake and eat it too and still work in all these other places that you want to work. And like you're saying, have a very advantageous schedule. With WWE, you never know. They might just go back to fucking two house shows a night again you don't know what they're gonna do you know and and in uh let alone all the creative freedom and things like that but anyway how that relates to this is if tony feels like will Ospreay is going to be his wrestler at some point anyway he might not be overly concerned with who wins what and getting wins back and and, and this or that, and, and that might make negotiating finishes or where these matches take place a little bit easier.
3: Right, you, because you with, with that assumption, it's like, oh, we're only going to have two chances or three at most where it's like maybe if you, you're you confident that you can put pen to paper with this guy that, you know, this might be something we could do this series for, for years. You know, this could be a, a series. Yeah, we can let Kenny go up two zero or whatever, because we're going to have will, you know, or whatever, whatever it may be, you know, right. whoever, whatever
2: the case may be. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, and Kenny's deal. I don't know what's in his head, but it's not an absolute lock that he's going to be with AEW long term. So I think these Kenny and Osprey matches, they got to happen now. Just do them. You know, Tony Khan left a lot of money matches on the table and then missed them because Cody left. CM Punk imploded. And there were tons of tonny ma- tons of money matches with both of those guys that they never got to because Tony is patient. And sometimes he's too patient. And he's too conservative. And now, Cody's gone for at least two more years. And CM Punk might be gone forever. Who the fuck knows what's happening with that? You know? And it's like, how many money matches did you not do because you were too conservative? Right. Don't just assume that these two guys are... That goes for New Japan, too. They need to just... You know, I I don't know what the plan is. But I would do these these Omega Osprey matches... However many there's going to be. You have all these big shows coming up. Forbidden Door. Wembley. All Out. Wrestle Kingdom after that. get the, Do these matches now. Do them while you can. Because you never know. And, and, and you may not be able to do them. 2024 is eight months away. Eight months. We've got some contracts. Of the, that's not a super long amount of time. And right now one of these guys isn't even healthy enough to wrestle. So... Yeah, just do these fucking matches. Tony has to empty the barrel and do all of his money matches. He has to do them. These shows are too big. So he's got to do what he can to get Punk in there, no matter what it takes, to try to get at least make it okay with his roster that Punk can come back, get Punk in the mix, get whatever you can out of Punk until he implodes again, because he will. And you got to empty the barrel. That's a 90,000 seat building. You know, and Forbidden Door sold out ahead of time again or whatever. They still got to get a great show if you want that to be a 10th pole event. I still got to
3: sell pay-per-views too.
2: That's right. And then you got, oh, by the way, all out. Well, you know what? You just, you got to empty the barrel. This has a chance. This has a chance. The next few months for AEW, we have a chance to see a historical run of shows because their pay-per-views are great anyway. And now you're going to see all kinds of phenomenal matchups because they have to. To keep selling people these pay-per-views and to sell these tickets, I don't know how we got here, but what we were talking about—collision in Philly—which obviously, you know, that'll be a nice thousand-person house, not oh, quite for on sure. the level of, one of the and, stadium. But, and, uh,
3: and as pointed out uh, by by a few people in the Noto chat room, uh, the main event is Leo Rush Ishii and Tanahashi versus United Empire of Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and TJP. I mean, you could probably assume that that was going to be Will instead of TJP in that spot. So no that, made, that main event seems yeah. a little bit, has a little more juice to it with a little osprey's in there, uh, as opposed to uh, 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 TJ Perkins. But you know, it, it is what it is, but uh, regardless, uh, that is that. So uh, wrestling don't talk a few shows. I want to point out a few little, uh, uh, you know, steps on the tour, uh, big matches. Like you mentioned that April 27th, that is a pretty big show. Cause you have a IWGP junior heavyweight title match, a uh, versus Kanamoro. Uh, you also have the tag team titles, the junior tag team titles, uh, TJP and Akira, uh, defending against Kushida and Kevin Knight. Uh, and then that's the show that also has Tetsuya Naito versus Duki. They also have a show on the 29th. Uh, and that has the uh, King of Pro Wrestling title match. Shingo versus Taichi. Uh, as well as the IWGP Tag Team titles. Aussie Open defending uh, against TMDK. So those are the two uh, big matches on that. Uh, and then finally, Wrestling Dontaku. Uh, May 3rd. Uh, the main event, of course, is going to be Sonata versus Hiromu for the IWGP World title. Uh, Never Openweight title. Tama Tonga defending against David Finley. Now that seems did Phillies win that match right that seems very obvious that you need to have him win that match and win that title to me
2: Yes, it's time, Tamatanga. Yeah, yeah. That, Enough. That thanks, pal. Cool. Thanks, for,
3: thanks for thanks for yeah. thanks for the memories. If he wants to go away forever, that's fine with me too. Uh, I'm good. But that David Finley That story was has all to, about
2: Carl and his brother and the turn, and that's over with. So right. it's time to move on.
3: Yeah, have a David Finley win that one. Uh, never open weight six man tag team title, Strong Style. El Desparrado, Minoru Suzuki, and Narita defending the titles against Okada and the always dangerous TBD and TBD. So we'll see. What happens there? Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. versus Jeff Cobb, which again will presumably be for the uh, New Japan World TV title. Kenta versus Hikuleo, and then just a bunch of other random tag matches uh, in the uh, the openers. So there you go.
2: And we're getting the Super Junior lineups on the on uh, the uh, one of these shows. Yeah, I forget so, I forget uh, the exact
3: date they said, but yeah, that, that's going to start May twelfth and run through May twenty eighth. But we are going to have a full lineup, of roster uh, of wrestlers, I should say, very very soon. Hopefully, in the next, uh, next so I would days. say
2: look for I, I would say look for Dan Maloney because. He joined United Empire on one of the Rev shows a couple weeks ago. So, and obviously, this is a guy you and I have said, you know, it's time for his career to to, to take the next step. And he's getting the Osprey endorsement, and he's joining Osprey's group. So I, I would think that there's a chance you could get Dan Maloney in that Super Junior lineup, and that would be his introduction to New Japan fans. So we'll see, though. That's That's my outsider prediction. We'll see if it comes in.
3: And uh, there you go. So that is the uh, New Japan lineup uh, for the next couple of weeks and uh, and, and months. So uh, exciting stuff coming up uh, from New Japan. So all right, do you want to stick in Japan, talk Champion Carnival real quick, and then get to uh, yeah, well, yeah, let's and, do all Japan. Yeah. All right, let's do all Japan. So there, uh, obviously, the Champion Carnival is going on right now. As you pointed out to me, which I did not even know that this month you're telling me free for the entire month of April for all Japan TV. Is that is that what I'm understanding?
2: Yeah, agpw.tv is doing a free month. So, and it happens to be carnival month. So, I mean, it doesn't make any sense not to do it. So, you know, you, you jump in for the carnival and if you cancel on time, you just you watch the carnival for free. So,
1: It's a um, good deal. Just I like just I like a, that.
2: We have no affiliate deal. We don't, you know, but we're just letting people know that that's, you know, um a good deal that they got. This the, is the best month to get it for free.
3: Yes, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, so all the um, months that they give for free, uh it's the month where more people are probably have to pay them for it, but uh, hey, that, that's good for you. It works for you. This uh, is
2: probably the month where a lot of people just parachute in and pay for just this month. I was going to say and now probably. they're giving it to all those people for nothing. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. But- it's not great business,
3: but uh, hey, it's not my problem. It's for the uh, All Japan Accounting Office to figure out, not me, so... Uh, A block. Uh, We have a couple shows in here. Yuma Aoyagi top of the block right now with four points. He defeated Kento Miyahara and T-Hawk so far. Uh, Ryuki Honda also at four. Uh, He defeated Satoshi Kojima and Yoshi Tatsu. So we'll talk about those two guys uh, right off the bat here, Uh, both at four, both with early wins. Uh, What'd you think about Aoyagi getting that win against Miyahara? And then you're following that up with another win against T-Hawk.
2: So those are easily the two best matches of the tournament so far. Um, you could see what the tournament structure is. They're doing a ton of matches each night and the match times are short. Oh they are yes. Through. <laughs> they are just blowing through these undercards. I'm talking 92nd matches, three minute matches, you know, and then like six or seven minute matches. Nothing's really getting time.
3: No. Yeah. We had a sub, we had a semi. few sub, we had a sub one, uh sub two minute match uh with Ray Saito uh, and, and Takawa Mori where bell rang, they did a few holds, and then Saito just put him down, pinned him one, two, three. It was just like, okay, well, there you go. Or it was a tap out. It was, I forget if I forget how he won that match, but over in, in, in a minute and 31 seconds. Uh, and then the next match that followed was the other Saito and Cyrus, and that was done in under three minutes. So, yeah, they are blowing through these undercards. I mean, the, the, the longest match on the undercard was the semi-main, which went 14 minutes, and everything else was under 10. And most of them under yeah, nine. Yeah, even,
2: even the main events are like, you know, right around 20, little less. So, um, the, the shows are a very breezy watch and you really have to pay attention at the undercard because these matches could end at any second. Um, it's really kind of weird to run a, a, um, a, a carnival that way. But, uh, the, the two main events, the, the main event night one was Yuma Aoyagi and Kento Miyahara. And I thought they had a really, really good match right around four stars. And, the main event of the, the the next night was was Yuma Aoyagi and T-Hawk I thought that one was a little better the the, the night one match I thought told a clear story of Aoyagi is just better than Miyahara I mean he pretty much dominated the match I mean me this was not and then the match against T-Hawk was different that was more of a traditional back and forth you know Uh, One guy's in control, then the next guy, then they do a transition spot, and the next guy takes control, and then they had a really killer closing stretch, uh, which I thought made it a slightly better match than the Miyahara match, which was more of a story match, I thought, with the the rivalry that they've had going. Um, So... I know you saw night one. What'd you think of Aoyagi Miyahara?
3: I, I really liked it. Yeah, and, and and Miyahara. I mean, I think he's a guy that when the year ends, I'm probably going to still, you know, I I tend to always have that guy like near the top of my like wrestler of the year category because he's just like so consistent. You just know he's always going to be in the main event. He's always going to have uh you know twenty plus minutes to to you know to go, or he's always going to be able. To, you just know he's going to have time to wrestle, and he just delivers every time. And the crowd connection that he has is just better than anybody else. So yeah, I I, I like that. And and Aoyagi is really impressive me as of late uh, as well. So I, I was I was really impressed by that match. I thought it was solid. Uh, very, very, very clearly the best match on night one because everything other, <laughs> the other matches were you know, done in about two minutes or whatever. So uh, not too bad but uh, no, that 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 match is definitely one to circle. Uh, go out of your way to watch that. I can't say that I would fully recommend any other matches on night one but I would like as you said I would just scroll the video up to when the champion carnival begins and just let it play because you will get through every other match on the undercard in uh, about an hour or so. I, I I don't even know what the video file was, but it was not a long video file once you got to the Champion Carnival. So uh, maybe just watch them all at, at that point. And uh, I do want to point out before we go uh, through the rest of the blocks that uh, Gerard uh, points out, host of the uh, Emerald Flow Show or co-host of the Emerald Flow Show here uh, on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network, says that the Champion Carnival Finals are in May. So they're going to get you. They're going to give you the taste in April. But if you want to watch the finals, you got to pay.
2: Yeah, I understand that. But again, I think a lot of people only pay for this service when it's carnival time. Right. And you're really just giving them one of the two months for free. Right. I mean, that's really what you're doing. You know, even I know the tournament extends into the next month, but I think, uh, you know, the, the, this is why, okay, here's why these streamers do these free months. They just hope that you forget to cancel. That's what it is. They, they want you to sign up, not think about it. And then get you for at least one more
3: month. <laughs> right? They're they they're they're hoping that some people will say, "Hey, this is really great, and I want to keep this." But they're hoping the majority of us just go, "Ah, fuck." <laughs> and then, you know, as and many people probably did with Fight Plus. And- Trust me, Fight Plus. They probably yeah. had a nice little month where post WrestleMania weekend, where everybody went, "Ah, oh, fuck, damn it!" Right? You know, after their seven day trial was done. So I'm sure they I'm sure they cleaned up with another month's worth of uh, uh of of subscriptions with with Fight Plus. Here's but, yeah. what they're
2: hoping. They're hoping that 20% of the people who sign up for free forget to cancel this thing until October, right? When they keep seeing it on their fucking credit card statement. They're like, ah, ah, fuck, I'm still paying for this fucking thing. They're hoping to get like four or five months out of 15 or 20% of the people who sign up to watch these carnival matches and then just forget that they have. That's the idea behind this. So um, yeah, I'm sure these things work to some degree. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It just, It just strikes me as a weird it strikes me as a, it makes sense from the standpoint of this is when people are going to be interested. So you're going to entice them to get the free month, but it doesn't make sense from the standpoint that a lot of those people probably would have just paid you. So I don't know. Um, anyway, night two. Yeah. Night one wasn't that good. I mean, there's really nothing worth watching. I mean, Ryuki Honda upset Kojima, but there was some like kind of shenanigans there, which, you know, um, Maybe maybe that wasn't going to work for Kojima, brother. So he, he, he you know, he had to... Uh, the, the Suwama, Yuma, and Zai match was okay. Um, but yeah, there was really nothing else. Uh, Takeo Omori, as we opined when he became an injury replacement, is getting squashed every night. He's probably not going to score any points. And he replaced someone who would have been in the mix. So they had to basically redo the entire B block because Omori isn't going to win any matches here. But um, I will say this about night two. Somehow, someway, Kento Miyahara managed to get a really good match out of June's <laughs> sight. I, I don't believe
3: you. I don't believe you. Watch it. Go watch okay. it. He, I mean, it, a, again, a, it's a, him. So I'm not doubting you, but I just I can't believe it.
2: Am I going to tell you it's like a notebook match? <laughs> no. But. In the closing stretch, was I thinking, "Holy shit, are they going to get to the notebook here?" Yes, yes, I was thinking.
3: Wow, that. so you got the pencil, you're getting it ready, you're getting the pen, you open the book, yeah, you click. All right, I I don't believe it. You probably you probably had it in the other room. You probably weren't even prepared to have it up.
2: Yeah, but the Sayedos, I mean, their other matches were kept very short on the first two nights. Um, I love night them one, they both...
3: I, I've totally turned yeah. the corner on them now because they're just they're dirty. The one's just fat. It's just I love it. It's. They, they just, they're they're exactly what they need to be at this point, which is not budget you know, not next level superstars. They're just like grimy, dirty ass dudes that would, you know, wrestle in fourth tier Japanese promotions at this point. It's perfect.
2: And you know, Rai though started off two and zero because he, he beat he squashed Omori on night one and then he beat Suji Ishikawa, who is 0 2. Suji Ishikawa has just been completely downcycled. So he's not gonna be a factor. Um, he lost to Saito. The other Saito, Jun Saito, he's 0-2. He lost to Kento Miyahara Night 2 and what it was a shockingly good match. But yeah, I thought the main event, I thought Yuma Aoyagi, T-Hawk was a little bit better than Yuma Aoyagi, Miyahara. But Yuma Aoyagi is now 2-0 and and he beat Kento Miyahara and T-Hawk. So from a kayfabe standpoint, he's in really good shape. Yuma Anzai started off 0-2. He lost to um, Suwama Night 1, and then he lost to Manabu Soya, yeah. who, who mm-hmm. got off to a 2-0 start on on night two. So those are kind of the storylines, if you want to go through block B real fast, I guess. Um, yeah,
3: yeah. So so the B block is Hakoto uh, Amori, and he's at four. Yeah, He beat Ishikawa and, and, and his father, like you said. Uh, Rui Saito, he's at four as well. Um, and I was Soya at four, so through a tie at four. Uh, Suwamas at two uh, defeated Anzai, and then the rest of the guys are at zero. Anzai is zero. Uh, Shitaro Oshino is at zero. Uh, Suji Shikao is at zero, and then the the Elder Amori also at zero.
2: Yeah, he's and 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 remember, not everybody has wrestled twice either. Like Cyrus right, was right, in a right. tag. Um, um uh, Cyrus has looked good on the tour. Like he squashed June Saito night one, and then I thought he looked really good in the tag. Um yeah, and I, I don't think that uh in B block like Shatero Ashino has only wrestled one match, but yeah, I mean, you know, to me, the B block is wide open and we'll see what they do there. And the A block, you know, Yuma has not only the two point lead on, on Miyahara, but he has the head to head.
3: Yeah, he's but, got the he's got the tiebreaker, which is, is huge.
2: But the thing with all Japan is I don't remember if they do it that way or not i i don't know if the head that i don't know if they do i i maybe someone in the chat knows but i don't i can't remember if it's noah or all japan but there one of them doesn't do it that way if it's just a tie it's a tie and i can't remember if that's i always get this confused because there's always there have been past years where we've broken all this down and we're looking at tiebreakers and then the tiebreakers ended up not mattering and we wasted like 20 minutes of watching. <laughs> that sounds about right. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's All Japan, but I can't really recall. But the point here is Aoyagi is off to a good start with the two big wins and um, in what looks like, you know, and then the B-Block is wide open. So it's only two shows in and it's free for the month and the shows really are a breeze. That's a double-edged sword. Like, If they didn't try to cram so much on each show, you could get longer matches. But then they're more of a slog to get through. Yeah, I like this.
3: I honestly, I like this. Get get us get me through the undercard. I I don't need you to you know makes it makes sense. You know, just yeah, it's fine. Just and and the way that they, they've done the matches, the guys that needed to get squashed have gotten squashed, and the matches that have been quick or you know because the the squash ones were like yeah they were like two minutes or whatever, but then the other matches were like nine to ten minutes and that's fine that's okay I don't need you know some of these guys especially All Japan the way that they're at and and especially with the under you know the the, the low end of of All Japan. Uh, I don't need, you know, the Saito, you know, I don't need Saito and Manabu soya going 15 minutes. Like, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay that that match is eight minutes or whatever. So, so no, I, I, I actually like this style, to be honest. I, I, I prefer a quicker show like that. So, we'll see. All
2: right. So, we got the confirmation in the chat. There are no tiebreakers in all of Japan. See, that's what I thought. So, you either win it outright, or if you're tied, you have another match. So, they have done the thing where you have a, a tiebreaker match at the top where it didn't matter who won the first one. So um, you know, more than likely someone's just gonna win it out right now. But for the thing is now, for Aoyagi to finish behind Miyahara, he's gonna have to lose to some pretty shitty players.
3: Right. There's a lot of shitty guys in that other uh, in his block that he's gonna have to uh, take falls to. So uh so he, yeah, like I don't Kojima,
2: know. he can lose to Kojima. That's sure. Like, yeah. He can lose to Ryuki Honda, I guess, but <sighs> if he lost to Cyrus, Yoshitatsu. <laughs> yeah. Or Psycho, that's like you know what I mean? It's Those not great. Would be, yeah. Yeah, you know, and he's gonna have to lose a few here, and and Miyahara's gonna have to run the table, which won't be a problem because really he should be beating all of these people except Aoyagi. So they'll find a way, they'll both have the same amount of points going into the last night. And um we could spoil ourselves and look at yeah, their you know face what? Or we, I don't you
3: know. even want to do it. Nah. Yeah. So take this journey through the champion carnival. <laughs> That's spoiler free. So
2: now remember, they're doing junior tag battle of glory on the same tour. And I could tell you that the two junior tag battle of glory matches on night two were pretty good. They were probably the second and third best match on the show, to be honest. So those aren't really like you, you might not want to skip those if you're watching these shows because I thought both of those matches, at least on, um, Night two were, were, were pretty good. It was uh, Naoki Tanazaki and Naruki Doi over Oji Shiba and Ryu Inoue. And then it was uh, Dan Tamora and Hikaru Sato against Kaito Ishida and Kotaro Suzuki. I thought that was really good. So those two matches were like, they were probably the second, and third best match in the show, depending what you thought of Kento Miyahara and Jun Saito. So, um, you know, the, I, I could say at least through night two, those aren't a skip. They're not a skip. So, um, there anyway, you go. anything else on the carnival
3: uh nothing no i know i've i've been enjoying what i saw so i'm going to definitely check out night 2 uh and then yeah try to keep up with the tournament as much as i can uh definitely just watch you know if, if you want to skip the undercard you can easily do that too and just watch the carnival matches and and like we said they've the the way it's been structured is it's not going to take you too long to get through the carnival so uh, it's also free so i mean if if you're interested in in, in seeing what's going on in all Japan now is a great time to do it uh and uh and, and watch through the uh, carnival so see so you, you know a great chance to see Kentomi Miyahara, but then you're also seeing young guys like Anzai, who who obviously has all the potential in the world. Yume Oyagi uh, and some other guys uh, as well. Uh, with Tiok and Kojima still, you know, hanging around there uh, as well. And Ashino cool. who I always liked, but I'm I'm now officially don't like, I'm not waiting for that guy to ever turn the corner
2: nah, or anything like
3: that. Way. And they're the, the younger Omori too, who 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 they're starting to really put some some juice behind too. So
2: you know, it's on shows where both. If we ever get a show where both Saito's win. You're getting docking four times. That Dream Warriors (laughs) four times. Yeah. So we almost got it on night one. You did. You almost did. We got it. We got it like three times in a row. Like the introduction, the win, and then the introduction. But then the second guy lost.
3: Yeah. All right. Let's let's get to this here. (sighs) Finally, hour three got about ten minutes left. That will be, I think, plenty of time. National Wrestling Alliance 312 Joe this was streaming live on voices of wrestling slash fight uh, you might be able to ask for your money back since uh, well you couldn't see the last three matches on the show now I did not watch it live because it was on a Friday at like 9 p.m. and that's way past my bedtime get out of here I'm not watching that at at uh, uh, at that time. So grandpa.
2: Was <laughs> so I went night.
3: Back. Well, it's, that's late. Come on. That's late for central time. They want people in Chicago to show up at 9 p.m. for a pay-per-view. What are we doing here?
2: You sound like Chris Mad Dog Russo complaining about World Series games. starting. He's like, right. Uh, and he's
3: right about the was he complaining about March Madness? That starts too late, too. What are we doing?
2: Come on. He did. He did complain about that. He should. Yeah, he did. complain. You have
3: about kids me. watching this thing. Kids can't stay up till 1130 at night to watch this shit. Come on. Nine Central on a Friday. Nine Central late. on a Friday. Too late. Too late. Way too late. Unbelievable. Eight Central. Eight Central's I, hell. Seven Central's what you should do. Eight Central's okay if you must, but nine centrals, egregious. What are you doing here? Anyway. It's um, Friday night,
2: Rich.
3: I'm tired. I'm tired by Friday night. Saturday night's the only night I have anymore where I can stay up and do things. Friday nights, you know, worked all week. I'm tired.
2: Anyway. You make it to midnight on a Saturday. <laughs>
3: I have but I don't love to yeah it doesn't not always
2: oh God. Uh, that's your wild and crazy night yeah there,
3: there, night. there was a night a couple weeks ago and man let me tell you rough Sunday and I, I don't know if I recovered until Tuesday after that night
2: are you the guy who right after a weekend update turns off Saturday night live <laughs> the sack?
3: oh for sure yeah if I make a weekend guy. update I usually watch Saturday night live the day after so <laughs>
2: you're a sunday morning uh it's great you can skip through all those skip
3: through all the commercials a little bit easier you get to show pretty quick that whole show is like 25 minutes long if you skip all the commercials and the if you skip the musical performances the the opening monologue and all the commercials that show is like 25 minutes long you can just breeze through it
2: recurring characters you know you don't like (laughs) right yeah, yeah right through it you know yeah you're right so
3: think about it um but anyway so um you couldn't see the three matches of the show. Uh, midway through, Bully Ray and Tom Latimer, it just... So you were watching live. What Just the feed died or what what Because I've watched on replays. Those matches are apparently just lost to time.
2: Yeah, so... We don't know. Bully Ray, Latimer, the tag team title match, and the women's title match, all three matches were completely unwatchable. The feed would just cut in and out and was mostly just out. So I can't even attempt to review any of those matches. I, no. I didn't see... I didn't see more than 30. Well, I saw like half of the Bully Ray match, but the others, it would just cut in and out. So I don't know. Uh, your guess is as good as mine, whether they were any good or not. Probably not. Um, well, Camille, Camille is always good, but I I don't know. I don't know. La Rosa Negra, but she's had good matches with bad opponents before. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the point. I didn't go back and seek these matches out. I tried. I, I, I
3: tried. So when we got on the air here, or before we 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 got on the air, I should say, you know, I asked you if if you had found if there was any, and I haven't seen anything officially from NWA. I haven't seen. I and I looked. I looked, and I wanted to make sure that I saw as much as I possibly could. I couldn't find it, so I don't know. Uh, I I checked I checked shady means, I checked, you know, legit means, and and nobody seems to know what happened with these matches or, or when they're gonna air or when people can watch them. So I have nothing for you. I don't know.
2: Well, then we can break down Tyrus Chris Adonis for the week. We can.
3: <laughs> we can because that match unfortunately did make air, and it is it is it is being memed right now as one of the worst finishes you will ever see. And it's hard to deny. It. It's a pretty bad finish. So the match itself was fucking atrocious because it's Tyrus, oh, and God. he is just the worst. <laughs> he is is in the pantheon of like worst wrestlers going right now. I mean, there are few people that can reach Tyrus. There there are there are maybe people that will fuck up more moves or not know what they're doing. But when you combine like the lack of effort with the lack of any sort of tenacity to his work or any sort of I mean, and then and he's the world champion. (laughs) He's in the main event of every single show, and he's just fucking brutal. God, he's bad. But the finish is what everyone's talking about. And you, if you haven't seen the GIF yet, uh, Chris Adonis has the master lock in on Tyrus, and they're both on the ground. They're rolling around, and Tyrus is fading, but then Tyrus realizes he's fat, so he just rolls back, and Chris Adonis keeps the master lock on. And then count one, two, three, And Tyrus wins because he's fat.
2: Yeah, I thought he passed out and his weight fell on top of Adonis and Adonis was helpless underneath this enormously out of shape man. But apparently Tyrus, now the, the idea was supposed to be that he did it on purpose and that he was pointing to his temple. I didn't see him pointing to his temple, but I've, heard, I've seen people say that. So whatever the fuck this was, it was a mess and it sucked. And... He seems to be getting worse. He is getting worse, which
3: is, is, trust me, for people that have watched this a lot, getting worse is quite the accomplishment for this man because it was bad. And now it is is indeed getting worse. And that is, wow.
2: Brutal. They didn't set anything up. Like, (laughs) no one came out to challenge him or anything. It was just um
3: one two three the crowd goes "Eh." and then it goes off the air is how how it ended so
2: yeah he just gets worse and worse somehow you know it's uh he's the worst major league wrestler there is right it it doesn't get any worse yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah. if if there's a legit like if people legit vote for like worst wrestler of the year and and, and it's it's gotta be him most over most overrated it it has to has to has to be him I mean, like nobody has pushed more and, and provides less than, than Tyrus does.
2: Yeah, no, you know, gotta be the top contender. Brutal. Um, Kerry Morton, Joe Alonzo was the best match I saw on the show. Um, I guess it was think, it was probably I think I
3: have a different one but it's 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 a very thin okay. line between what's the best match on this show for sure
2: I'd go three stars on it
3: It's perfectly acceptable yeah, wrestling
2: yeah yeah um you know with guys who you know Joel Alonzo has a little charisma Kerry Morton's pretty good um everything else on the show was either a two-star <laughs> special or flat-out stunk I mean,
3: can we can we talk about Danny Deals, the uh, the the commentator, the third in the chair, uh, commentator here?
2: So yeah, Velvet so, Sky had the sick cat.
3: And yeah, so Velvet jump. Sky had a sick cat, which I would have rather attended to a sick cat than than watch. W8 through into, so she made the right choice. Uh, so they announced that Danny Deals is going to be the, the yeah. announcer, and I'm Danny Deals is like. I liken him to, in my notes, he is like a dying territory announcer. Like in 1990, uh, like whatever territory is still hanging on by a thread in 1990 or whatever, he's the commentator. It's like the straight-laced newscaster guy because that's how all the territories had to have. And then they got Danny Deals or whatever. Like I'll, I'll always go back to um, the uh, what, a PWF or whatever, the uh, the Florida promotion. Where it was Gordon yeah. Soli and Diamond Dallas Page, but this is before Diamond Dallas Page really knew what he was doing. So he's like, "Hey, how's it going, Gordon? How you doing, Gordon? Yeah, how's it going?" On? Like that's what it is. It's just you know <laughs> ramped up to ten. It's like we get it, we got it. That was Danny Deals. He had to tell Tim Storm, "Hey, I got, I, I, you know, I got, I got papers on these guys. I got, you know, I got deals. You want deals? I got deals." And Tim Storm just progressively, as the show is going on, has got no time. For this fucking 1990 territory guy, Danny deals with a Z who's just the oh he was brutal on this show, and Joe Gallen. I thought he was trying. I thought his he best. was funny.
2: <laughs> I, guess. I thought he was funny. He had like the old school jokes too, like you know, uh, like if w- whenever there was a fat wrestler, you knew right where he was gonna go. You know, like he was making jokes like uh, in the battle royal. I forget which guy it was. One of the bigger guys. And uh, Storm says, ah, you're going to have a hard time getting – you know, uh, whoever over the top rope and deals is like, ah, not if you put a pork chop outside the rail, hop right over. <laughs> That's that what top I'm r- saying.
3: He's a 1990 like, <laughs> like territory guy. Yeah. And he's always like, he's have a match ends, he goes, oh, I called that. And they're like, you didn't call that. He's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> it's just, you know, just uh, every trick in the book, every trick for, you know, and heel announcer in the book, he had Danny deals with the Z had. So, uh, <laughs> I can't believe they downgraded from velvet sky, but they found a way. So uh, I'm glad you enjoyed Danny deals. I, I guess I, I fun bad can i put can i declare him fun bad because he wasn't good I, but he wasn't
2: i like that old school cheap heat humor I okay enjoy that's that. fine like, <laughs> like if you make pork chop jokes at every i'm pretty guy sure that was out, about
3: thrill billy i think that was about silas mason he's like he's not too hard to get out if you want a pork chop outside the ring
2: yeah or, or wrecking ball Ligurski, one <laughs> yeah of or something like one that of the bigger yeah, guys. yeah yeah, yeah
3: he always thought he kept talking about the betting line like he was talking like betting is still very illegal you know what i mean like he's he's doing that gimmick like he's like i got a guy i got a guy i got a guy it's like you don't need a guy it's like yeah betting is very very legal now
2: man like like, you want to put
3: any money you want to run (laughs) it like uh, who's taking action on nwa so because i want in
2: (laughs) you're right though he's acting like it was some illicit back alley activity the gambling when we could all just place any bet we want. On right, our right. He's like, Tim, right Tim, now. if you got
3: a call, I'll make a call for you.
2: It's like, he doesn't yeah. need to just do it. Yeah.
3: And Tim's just like, I'm good. No, I'm okay. <laughs> the whole and Tim Storm just he,
2: not. He was getting agitated in a non-kayfabe way. Oh, with yeah. The, with, the, with the commentary. But um, I'll take him over Velvet Sky, though. I really will. I yeah, mean, that's... he provides nothing. You know, he provi- <laughs> she
3: provides. The best part about Tim Storm, I want to say, there was one point where Danny Deals was uh, talking about the NWA title, and Tim Storm's like, you know, that's a, a pre- the most prestigious title in this game or whatever. And Danny Deals was like, yeah, yeah, uh, but you lost it, you lost it. And Tim Storm goes, well, how many titles did you win? <laughs> it's just like he was, in, but not in like Tim Storm the character. Like, yeah, yeah. He was legitimately like, oh, don't fucking. Hey, I'm an. I was a former NWA champion. You don't dare come to me with that. You know what I mean? Like he
2: basically gave him a real life. Who'd you ever beat? <laughs> Right, basically exactly. what he <laughs> it was
3: so good i love it
2: all agitated like for real yeah and you know how you know how hard it is to piss off tim storm
3: right <laughs> the, like the the, one of the nicest human beings on earth yeah and nobody everybody i've talked to nobody has ever once had a bad word about oh. tim storm ever
2: no nicest guy in the business and he was legitimately <laughs> angering this man <laughs> yeah it was uh yeah, the rest of the show. I mean, I'm curious to know. I mean, what what did you think was the best match? If you didn't <laughs> think it was Kerry Morton, Joe Alonzo, I, I,
3: I like the Kratos versus Yabo the Clown match. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good, but Kratos just beat the fuck out of him. I guess Can you I enjoyed. Explain you know, to
2: me the Yabo the Clown. I, Chicago was no, lore,
3: I can't. He's just he wrestles in Chicago sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. I can't give you any lore. Yabo, like I've seen Yabo the Clown a few times live. I, I, I his, his brother is Rough Crossing, who is a uh, another uh, local talent, and uh, they used to do a lot of stuff in the early days of freelance. I don't know if they do anymore, I haven't gotten to a lot of freelance shows recently, but uh, I don't know, yeah, he just kind of shows up sometimes. But uh, I, the, the <laughs> announcers must have thought he was a bigger deal because Joe Galley's like, Yabo the Clown, he's an icon here in Chicago, and I was like, eh, eh, eh. Not really, but uh, Kratos just beat the fuck out of him. Uh, Danny, I will say about Danny Deals with the Z, he was great in this match. Because at one point, Kratos did a clothesline, and Yabba the Clown's nose came off. And Danny was like, his nose is off. Oh, he hit him so hard, his nose is off. He's not going to be able to survive that. And then he just put the nose back on. He goes, oh, okay, good, good, good. It was just like... It was absurd. That that match ruled. It was absurd. Uh so so I enjoyed that. But uh every other match on the show was pretty brutal. Uh EC3 versus Scion. I mean, good fucking uh, god. Ugh. Uh, gross. 9 minutes and 37 seconds EC3 gets the win. You're new. Anyway, uh, national heavyweight champion. Good for him. He,
2: hey, excuse me. He is the Overman. Oh,
3: okay. okay. Make sure you address him. <laughs> well, he he's not over. I'll tell you that.
2: The Overman. And he's also practicing <laughs> cum retention <laughs> yes he is yes what is with that that's a
3: very weird it? thing that is yeah I, I see a lot in my uh my shoot jobs uh instagram account because a lot of the fitness guys are, are way into that right now and i uh i don't know why but uh I know I you EC3. you do not
2: you do not follow that
3: method at all i
2: do not practice i mean i will for the three hours the show's happening but outside of that i mean you know I can't wait to, to to let loose on a load. I mean, what's this guy doing? How can he live like this?
3: It's for you. You keep your power, but you also keep your, you know, you keep your, your mental and your physical power, but you also keep your, it's a, it's a weird, I don't want to get into it. It's a weird.
2: I absolutely would not keep my mental power. It would drive me nuts. Well, it's, to, it's,
3: it's, it's also like this weird, like empowering men thing that we're, we're giving it up too easily type of thing. What? You gotta look into it. I don't even want to begin to describe it. But that What it, world is this? I not a world that I live to live in either. Let me be honest. Yeah. Is I'm, this I'm some
2: good. like um is this some uh who's that guy that looks like Ricochet? Uh um,
3: oh, Andrew Tate? Yeah, I think so. I I, I think so.
2: Is that that kind of shit like that, sort of yeah,
3: that. yeah, yeah, it's like uh you know men taking back their control of for so long, we've you know let women control us, they control us with their with their bodies and sex, but we're not gonna let them control us with sex anymore, and I'm like, hey, hey feel what? free, feel free to control huh? the sex man, I love I'm much rather that you guys i I did come retention for many years, trust me, you know what I mean like, <laughs> I'm good, I'm more than happy to uh let loose <laughs> these days so. Trust me, it was not empowering at all. Not empowering at all.
2: No, it's humiliating.
3: It was humiliating and I did not like it. So I uh, I much prefer uh the method that I'm doing now, which is 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 the opposite. So uh um yeah. Hey, now. That, well not that trust me, it's not that <laughs> it's...
2: Hey, listen, you do you, man. I, I didn't know how things were over there. It gets crazy over there, huh? <laughs> Get out of here.
3: But uh Collinsville,
2: yeah. Illinois or wherever it is. Collinsville, nowhere near
3: Collinsville, Illinois. What are you talking about? <laughs> but uh yeah it's like this weird like beta male versus it's it's kind of like an incel thing but it's you got to do your own research on it. But, it but it'll take you down a wormhole that i don't even think you want to get you're like you i know you won't be swayed by this at all but if you want to you read into it it is very weird and very bizarre but of, of course of fucking course, EC 3 would get involved in that of course he would
2: remember remember how you knew absolutely nothing about um uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean guy. Uh Johnny Depp. Yes, yes. And who was his wife? Uh, don't know. Don't, know. don't even want to know.
3: Don't even want to know.
2: Remember you knew absolutely nothing, nothing. you didn't want to know anything? I know absolutely nothing about this Andrew Tate guy, even though he constantly pops up like on Twitter and stuff like that. And I'm like you. I don't know anything and I'm trying to go as long as I can without knowing anything. All I know is is that everybody hates his guts. That's the <laughs> only like, thing I know like, about it.
3: He looks like Ricochet. He owns sports cars, and everybody hates him is all, all I know. everyone
2: hates his guts. Yeah. Like, everyone thinks he's a douchebag. I know nothing else. So, but for some reason, I thought he might have something to do with the cum retention, and it looks like I was right.
3: Uh, I think so. I'm not sure if he does, but there, there's there's numerous other people that are involved in that. But it's... uh. Yeah. Very weird. And then, uh, of course, we wanted to uh, mention here, the NWA National Heavyweight title, number one contendership, Bob Luce Memorial, 26-man battle Royal. They just started... Guys just started coming out. They started naming names, and they came out, and they came out, and they came out, and it was supposed to be 20, and Joe Galley's like, there's more than 20 people that are out here. I don't know how many people are out here. Uh, the final name was... Or the final number was 26 uh, people were in this uh, prestigious Bob Luce uh, Memorial, 26-man battle Royal, uh, and Thrill Billy Silas Mason won. And this... This battle royal lasted nineteen minutes. Why was this so long? This get out so of the bad. ring. Go <laughs> get out of here. Get eliminated and leave. What a nineteen who wants a nineteen minute battle royal?
2: Did you notice that every elimination was to the hard camera side? Yes. Every single one. Very organic eliminations here in oh, this yes. battle royal. All thrown to the side of the ring where the uh where the camera was situated. Um wild stuff. Um, I think the Thrillbilly has something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's good. I mean that. Like, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. I agree. He he, he popped up in uh,
3: AAW uh, pretty recently and got over immediately uh, uh, there. And, yeah, he's always gotten over these NWA things. He's, he's a dude. He's a dude for sure. He's good.
2: Yeah. You know, I love, you know, when Magic Jake Dumas comes out <laughs> and the assistant, which <laughs> is Christy Janes. CJ. They call her they CJ call her. for
3: some reason. I don't know why they don't call her well, Christy Janes
2: yeah, it's just cJ she's just CJ here, but she is so good. If you notice, she never stops doing like the presenting hands. yes. like she's always has the smile and does like the presenting hands to the ring. and she's always she never breaks the gimmick. She is constantly doing the presenting. Like someone would get thrown out of the battle royal. And she'd run over there and do the presenting hands at the person laying on the floor. (laughs) Yes. Right. Or, or, or magic Jake Dumas would be, you know, in the ring doing a move to someone and she would run over and do the presenting hands and the smile. She owns that fucking gimmick. And I think she does such a phenomenal job. And, and I think magic Jake Dumas with CJ are, are one of the very few acts in this company that I genuinely enjoy watching. When I fast forward through their TV i stop at Ma- at magic jake dumas with cj along with silas mason and uh carrie morton a few others you know the rest of this is <laughs> junk yeah, it's, it's a rough watch
3: it is a rough rough watch uh i did not mention the uh m95 maddie and miss kate uh versus pretty empowered ella envy and roxy that was brutal and very anyway, world women's title uh, the World Women's Television Title Tournament Final, where there's not a championship belt present because <laughs> <laughs> they try to play it off. And I guess this is, I guess I'll give them credit for this. Uh, they said that the winner of the um, whoever wins gets to have um, a say in how the title's designed or they something. Desi- so, they
2: get to design the belt. Yeah.
3: Do you think win. they just didn't have a title ready or what?
2: No. And then they brought out one of Billy's old bowling trophies to, <laughs> to the winner here instead. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking so hard to see if there was like a bowler on the top of the trophy or, or like a softball player or something, you know? But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, who knows? I mean, terrible
3: match, by the way, Kenzie page defeats max, the impaler. The whole match is max is scary and Kenzie's scared. And then a banana peel. And then Kenzie wins. And it's like, okay, cool. I I love when my champion got dominated for eight minutes and is scared of the opponent and sucks. It's great. Good stuff.
2: Yeah. And then they do. Right. Um, Paige got power powerbombed like they did the Wardlaw gimmick. She got power bombed like five or six times in a row and she just had no chance. And then they did shenanigans and she ended up winning. So um, a- at least the match told some kind of story, which is more I can say than a lot of these NWA matches, which, you know, and then they hire that seven foot four guy and he's not on the fucking show.
3: Yeah. Super like, beast. Yeah. He's on the, he's in the battle Royal and, I do not even, re- he was in and he was out. I even remember him. I
2: didn't, I'm not even sure he was in. No, I, Super Beast is a different guy.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Super
2: Beast is the guy with the skeleton mask. He looks like the Punisher or something. Yes. Yeah, like sorry, uh, sorry.
3: Yeah. Your guy is, I don't even remember his name uh, now because they every, just don't he, use him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like he, he's on the TV and then they didn't book him for the fucking pay per view, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. And then they do the hair versus mask strap match and again, they don't give us a payoff. Twice in a row, no payoff.
3: <laughs> Believe it or not, I did not watch the pre-show, so I can't, uh, can't, uh, can't give any thoughts on that. And then I want uh, you to
2: watch it and then come talk about it in two weeks. Okay,
3: we I video. will do that. I will make sure I'll get it on the flight. I'll download it because uh, I have a YouTube Premium, so I'll download that and, and watch it on the flight. But uh, yeah, of course. Then Bully Ray, Tom Latimer, we didn't see that r- halfway through the match, or uh, not even halfway through the match. Like a minute in, the video feed is bad, and and every replay that I found is the same way. No idea about La Rebellion uh, versus. Jack Dak Draper and Mims, and then I've actually no idea about Camille and, uh, and LaRosa Negra. So there you go. And then I wish the feed was gone for Tyrus and Chris Adonis. We talked about that. Brutal. So NWA. Uh there you go. Crocket Cup's up next. Uh NWA power streaming as always for free on YouTube. So yeah, that's the NWA. But again, if we don't do I this, don't, nobody else even, will. Nobody else will.
2: I don't even get these for free anymore. My my <laughs> subscription finally ended. No. So now I'm plunking down well, t- your guy 99. Kyle. See if
3: we can get uh, see if we can get a you know. Some screeners here. See if we can.
2: We're the only ones covering it. <laughs>
3: That's what I'm saying. We uh, Someone has to buy these because we talk about it, I'm sure. Let me tell
2: you something. If anyone on this earth deserves NWA screeners, <laughs> it is this show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes, 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 yes. All right. So that is it for this episode of The Flagship uh voices of for previews reviews event coverage uh we did not plug it that much here but flagship patreon.com patreon.com slash voices of wrestling voices of wrestling.com slash patreon that is our paywall that is the bonus uh audio as well as written content you are going to get some new stuff from me coming very very soon including a written uh, piece that's uh, probably be up by tomorrow uh you're also getting joe's uh march wrap up with the best matches of the month uh for March as well as wrestlers of the year and all that other good stuff. Uh and then you get all of our bonus audio, our 14 plus hours of uh WrestleMania weekend coverage. You get all the Joe Fember remembers, all the VOW retro series that we do. So a lot of audio, a lot of bonus audio up for you uh, at patreon.com slash voices wrestling, voices slash patreon, or flagship patreon uh dot com. Five dollar and ten dollar tier uh for both of those. Five dollars gets you all the bonus audio, ten dollars gets you live stuff all the written stuff and everything else. So just do time. Come on. Better deal anyway. Uh, Voice Wrestling Podcast Network, make sure you subscribe, uh, rate us, review us on whatever podcast app you use. Uh, We also have individual show feeds for every single show. So if you just listen to the flagship and you want to check other stuff out, uh, you could subscribe to just those shows, or you can subscribe to the entire Voice Wrestling Podcast Network feed, and that gets you everything that we do here uh, on the VOW Podcast Network. But that is it for us. That is Joe. I am Rich. We'll talk to you next time on the flagship podcast